Welcome to another episode of the Men with the Golden Tongues. My name is Micah. I'm joined by my co-host Brad. <sighs> <laughs> and our special guest Jay. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> Today we're here to talk about the 20th James Bond film, 2002's Die Another Day. Uh, this movie was directed by Lee Tamahori. Uh, you may know him from such films as uh, Along Came a Spider. Oh, boy. Uh, and Triple X State of the Union. Oh, he would, he would direct that immediately after <laughs> this movie. Yep. <laughs> that makes a lot yep, of sense. Yep, it certainly does, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never seen that. He wasn't a shitty director before this. Like, like, like this movie yeah, ruined this movie him. did it. It was this movie. If he, you look at his d- filmography. He had directed other stuff that was good. Like what? Uh, Mike is going to pull this line. A long game of spider. Uh, uh, disagree. Not a good movie. Three episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, the Edge. Uh, Mulholland Falls. Um, Once We Were Warriors. You don't know the, the Edge is that like Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins survival. Oh, uh, again, no. <laughs> okay, this guy, it's not. It's not uh, this though. Right. All right. Look. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. Because right after Long Came a Spider comes Die Another Day, Triple X State of the Union. Next, the um, the Nicholas Cage yes. movie. Yes. Where he's like, oh, yeah. come on. All right. This movie broke this guy's brain. That's fair. This movie premiered in the UK in November 20th, 2002. And in the US, November 22nd, 2002. The movie was budgeted at $145 million. Would you like to take a guess as to what the domestic and then worldwide gross is? Domestic gross? Yeah. (laughs) I got it right here. $90 million. (laughs) You are wrong. This movie made a profit in the States. Oh, good. Uh, $160 million. Uh, Wait, what was the James Bond movie right before this? Uh, World's Not Enough. Okay, there's no excuse for that to have made that kind of money. <laughs> I was going to say, like, is it coming off of a really great movie? No. I mean, to be fair, and, and I loathe to make this comparison because James Bond is beloved to me. But, I mean, X-Men movies still make money in the U.S. too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, so I mean, even, that's even a bad Bond film is still going still gonna to gross. 435 uh, worldwide. Wow. That's actually, that's actually not bad. Yeah. Well, it's James Bond. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's not bad. Um, but that that weekend, that second week drop off was rough. Yeah, this movie, this movie stinks. This movie stinks. I, I I don't like it. I think this is the one that I hate the most. Um, you know all the BS that I give the Roger Moore movies. I will watch every single one of them five <laughs> times before I watch this again. <laughs> I am not a fan of of anyone in here. There uh, is oh, sorry. I finally figured out what it is because Micah is correct. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. That like like normally even in the worst Bond films. So like you know, View to a Kill, Octopussy, Moonraker, um, you know, Living Daylight. Even even in the worst Bond movies, there are redeemable qualities about them. There are scenes. There are great moments. There are great performances that you can latch on to that make it enjoyable to watch. This movie has none of those. No. And the reason I figured out why it's so fucking terrible, why I hate it so much, is because like like so Bond Bond movies are inherently ridiculous, right? Yes. Like like he he was the originator of the impossible white man. Like like they like they play fast and loose with science, but typically they at least try to base everything that they do in some semblance 
of reality. Right. And this movie takes that concept and says, fuck you. We don't, <laughs> we don't give a shit about the world in which we live in. We're just going to make shit up. It, it says a lot about this movie when James Bond drives an invisible car, and that's not in the top five most ridiculous things that, that happened in this film. You're not wrong. Like, you're 100% correct. I mean, so the, the idea of basing parts of the story or parts of the science in reality, like, the lack of that is uh, you're, you're dead on, right? Because there are so many things in this movie I was like, yeah, but that's not – she could easily just get around that. Like, that's not really that serious of a problem. And, you know, there's there's DNA issues, there's invisible cars, there's a giant laser from space, there is apparently a giant laser from space that can destroy just about everything except for when a plane flies through it, then it's, like, <laughs> not as serious, but, like, kind of serious. Like, there's a lot going on in this movie, and also it's really offensive from a racial standpoint <laughs> just as a – just as an aside, like it's really just fucked up in that regard. I cannot believe they got away with. This. I was I was remarking to Jay how the three most prominent Korean actors in the film all speak amazingly good English, as if they never lived in Korea ever <laughs> in their entire life. <laughs> and not only do they speak phenomenal English, they speak phenomenal English to each other. When no one else is around. <laughs> right. Like, guys, it's okay to subtitle it. It's fine. It's like, nah, nah, fuck that. We hate, we hate the West and we hate America. By, by, the, Dude, way, like, by the way, this was, this was the 20th Bond movie, as Micah, Micah alluded to. So they wanted to, because of the 20th movie, do something special and litter it with all sorts of references. Apparently, there is at least one reference to every previous Bond movie in this film. It's a good thing they told you up front. Because they're really subtle, and I don't know, I don't know if you would notice them if they hadn't bothered mentioning it beforehand. I like, I like the James Bond franchise not enough that I know it nearly as well as you guys do, not by any means. But there are some that I'm like, really, like the jetpack scene. You're like, oh, does this thing still work? Like, oh, okay. Here's your watch. I think it's your twentieth, right? Wink. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're not Just... even trying. We're not even trying. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if it's, it's referential to Diamonds Are Forever, by the way, to also lift an entire like plot device yes, from that movie is. as well. Yes, it is. <laughs> like That is the thing that, that – I, I have a list of them here. I have a list of all the references. Some of them are very innocuous and some of them are uh, just a little – just like uh, some of them are oh, completely overt, right? Some of them are beautiful homages like uh, Halle Berry coming out of the water, right? The Honey Rider. Uh, some of them are are completely just blatant. Oh, does this jetpack from Thunderball work? <laughs> That's right? all that was missing. I, right. I wish he had referenced. From, I wish he had referenced like every Thunderball. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, remember when I fought Emilio Largo? With this jetpack, like, uh, all right, guys, all right. Um, look, this movie is not good. I think I hate everyone in it. Um, this perform the performances. Poor Pierce Brosnan, because I I really enjoy Pierce Brosnan as Bond. We'll talk about him as Bond later, but he he really got the shaft with um with these movies. Um, I think Halle Berry is the worst actress in the world. And she is certainly like generally or just in this film generally interesting. Okay. I don't think that's fair. I, I think it is. 
I think it is. Uh, sorry. Kid, yeah. Kidnapped. Catwoman. Die another day. Uh, I mean, you're making a you're making a decent <laughs> sword, swordfish. Swordfish. Uh, uh, Monsters right. Ball. She won an Oscar for that. All right. Uh, you you just, know what? I can see. <laughs> what? Uh, another thing that I don't like She's about horrible. this movie that really pisses me off is that, and, and look, it's something that's small, but it's 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 I'm passionate about it. Right? Everybody has a quip or a one liner or some smart ass remark. Oh, the 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 writing in this movie. Is atrocious. I hate it. It's the I hate worst. It. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just rapid fire. Uh, bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. Why? Why is it that every any time that Holly Berry is talking to Bond, every single line it's that she speaks is a double entendre. Yeah. Yes. Every single line. Oh my god. Like I said, man. it's 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 like they took the they took the Christmas the Christmas only comes once a year line. From <laughs> World Is Not Enough, and they're like, you know what? We can make a whole movie with lines <laughs> like this. We can do the whole is thing. Is it the same writers? As... It is. Yeah, it is the same writers. I, I, I mean, that was probably the. They were like, we fucking nailed it at the end. Like, well, <laughs> keep it going, guys. Let's keep it. White guy high five. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> high fiving a million angels. Like, it's so, it's so. Oh my god! And, and like I said, this this movie directly led to like like you know this movie's bad when 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 Michael Wilson, Barb Brackley had to like take a step back. <laughs> And we're like, what all right, we done? need to reevaluate. And the 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 one saving grace from this movie is that this movie was such a fucking train wreck that we then got one of the best Bond films ever in the next the next go round. You're right. This movie was so bad that they had to blow up the James Bond franchise and start over. Yeah, yeah. Like there there was no way you could have done another Brosnan movie right. after this. You couldn't have because people were like. Wasn't he in the one with the guy with the robot suit, or is that a different guy? No, it's the same guy. Okay, I'm not seeing this. It's uh, it's so it's so awful, and um, <sighs> fuck. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we see Bond infiltrating uh, a North Korean military base via surfboard. How the fuck do you think the North Koreans aren't going to catch you surfing? <laughs> name, name one North Korean that surfs. One. It doesn't exist. It does not exist in North Korea. Kim Jong-il was not having fucking people surfing on the coast. And you know the minute that, that like fucking surf dudes popped up on the radar... They would have been. They would have been they blown been away. Right. I'm, I'm confused. Is this the only way to get from like China to North Korea? I guess you serve all the way there. Right, the whole way, <laughs> the whole way there. Why? How, also, how did this even come about? Who thought of this? Like, did like because like this is Laird Hamilton that's in the scene. Like, oh, is it? It is. Like, did Laird did Laird Hamilton approach? The fucking producers and be like, "Hey, I'd really like to surf in a Bond movie." And then they did they like like fucking shove this scene in the middle. Why are you surfing? Why does James, why is James Bond a champion surfer? I get that James Bond can can operate any vehicle that that he gets. Right, that at least makes sense. Do they teach this that is, in MI six school? Listen, thirty seconds in, and the movie's already make asking me to make unreasonable jumps in logic. <laughs> An old white British man right. oh, is an God. excellent surfer. It's so <laughs> stupid. 
It's so stupid. Um, this, uh, this. I need to hold on. I need to see a map of North Korea because, <laughs> like, is that? No, that can't be the most logical way to get there, right? Like, no, it's not the most logical, especially because later in the fucking movie, they infiltrate the country through through air. <laughs> like, there's no reason you couldn't have just done the same thing here. Where Where did they surf? The from? Pyong, not Pyongyang, but. Or yeah. Pyongyang, but but it, Pyongyang. it's whatever. What Pyong something? I can't remember what they said. The what what location title flashed at the top of the screen. But no, literally later in the movie, they they fucking him and Holly Berry go in with like these little like fucking personal jets, basically. <laughs> like if if you're gonna do a water infiltration, can't you at least do like the Solid Snake for Metal Gear Solid One, like torpedo submarine thing that he that he rides right. in on? Right, because they use the one of those, by the way. In the air later on, which are <laughs> ridiculous. Right. They just use one of the Call of Duty things. Yeah. Like I, surfing is There's no re- that, no reason that should be in this film at all. No reason. Also, like you have to have like a bunch of equipment, and because they don't want to be weighed down, they hide the equipment inside inside their the surfboards. surfboards. Right. <laughs> exactly. You could just Sur- have a backpack. Surfboards, surfboards, which by the way are supposed to be made of fiberglass, so they can float and on light. the water and be light. <laughs> That's so fucking dumb. I just I just want to point out that again, Roger Moore once infiltrated a a feminist compound, or sorry, like like a, like an Amazon a Amazonian compound in Octopussy inside of a fucking plastic alligator, and that is less ridiculous than this. Uh, Roger Moore once hid a jet of sorts in a horse's ass. Also and th- true. And, and that <laughs> less ridiculous than this. This is stupid. And this is the, again, we haven't made it a minute into the movie yet. I'm, and we've already, and we've so, already lo- off the rails. Where did they surf from? I don't know. Did they surf from Japan? Did they come from Japan? No, they probably airdropped them yeah. into the ocean. They just airdropped them. Or what, what is that body water over there? The Yellow the sea, Sea? The sea yeah. Or the Sea of Japan? Sea of Japan. They just, they just dropped them right in there, and they just rode the wave all the way to the coastline, <laughs> unbeknownst to the, the guards patrolling. Yeah, because they have guards patrolling on the beach. Yes, yeah, because, sure. sur- because of surfers. <laughs> right. Because you, you never know. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so amazingly dumb. I, I'm, I'm very confused. If, if there is another Bond aficionado out there that can tell me where on the map of uh, East, East Asia they were dropped in, I would love to know. So he he infiltrates the base, and the base is run by Colonel Tan Sun Moon. I'm this sorry. this guy <laughs> name is funny. By the way, <laughs> is the most extravagant. Like I have to imagine that when he was a teen, because I think he was a teenager when this movie came out. Kim Jong Un watched this film, <laughs> and he saw. This guy, who's who, when we first debut, is beating up his anger management therapist in a punching bag, and yeah. he has this massive collection of high-end sports cars and this giant estate, and he does like arms deal on the side. He collects diamonds, and Kim Jong Un's like, "That's what you're supposed to be when you when you leave <laughs> yeah. the country." No, look, I mean, in fairness, when I saw this the first time, I was like, "That's kind of badass." Like. Putting a dude that like putting your therapist in a in a uh, in a punching bag and kicking the shit out of it like I thought that was kind of cool and then I remembered they had just surfed into North Korea and I was like and now I'm back to reality this sucks again <laughs> this uh this dude playing uh, Tan Sun Moon is 
he's kind of like he's into it, right? Like, but he's into it just a little too much. Like, this guy's a fucking psychopath uh, in real life. I don't know who he is. It's, it's William Lee. Is it William yeah, Lee? Absolutely. Oh shit. <laughs> well, dude, you're a psycho. Um. So, Tansun Moon is illegally trading weapons for African conflict diamonds. Um. Moon's assistant, uh, Zhao, uh, Rick Yoon, uh, who is the Bond goon, uh, discovers that, uh, Bond, uh, who was posing as like, a like, a like an arms dealer, arms dealer. Yeah. Uh, he discovers that, you know, he's not who he thinks he is. Um, so a, well, it, it's important to the plot of the movie that basically he, he like takes a picture of Bond when he arrives and then somebody sends him basically his MI6 yeah. like dossier. Right. So so there there's a mole inside MI6. Right. Essentially. Um so yeah, so they figure it out. They figure out that he's, you know, uh not who he says he is. Bond had planted what was it? C4, C4 yeah. in uh that he in had a, in his surfboard, yes. That he had in his surfboard uh into a briefcase uh that had the diamonds in them. Um once he's found out uh uh, Colonel, you know, day man, fighter of the night man, or whatever his name is, <laughs> day is, is he blows up a bunch of cars. Is like, ah, how are you going to kill me now? And James Bond sets off the explosive in his, uh, from his watch. I believe that was his 20th. Was it not? Not yet. That was, was his 19th. No, oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> and a big, a big fight takes uh, uh oh bond annihilates the entire compound yeah like he doesn't need to destroy all the cars and the building and but everything else but he does anyway because he's james bond it's like me playing a first person shooter like right. yeah why not <laughs> everybody's gotta die right oh this is a this isn't a silent mission this isn't a sneak around mission cool everybody dies right what's that red barrel i don't know shoot it bam and it's <laughs> blow everything up now what 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 happens here is a chase across the Korean demilitarized zone on hovercrafts. I have to imagine that if this were to happen in real life, that I don't know, the United Nations might be concerned <laughs> if North Koreans were just riding no, hover tanks over the DMZ. No one thinks about that. It's fine. Also, I don't think hovercrafts are going to just thwart the idea of mines. <laughs> By the way, yeah, the mines hover- are not buried. You can just see them. <laughs> then what's see, the point of the fucking s- minefield? Not only you can, can you see them. See them James Bond, crack shot, dead eye, can shoot them. Yeah. Without, no, like, I guess it's crack shot. Again, Bond's not looking at the mines. Like, he's literally firing behind <laughs> him. <laughs> like, it's destiny. He's blowing up. Like a hunter about to die. Right, he's, he's blowing up fucking bouncing baddies all over the place. And, yeah, look, hovercrafts don't actually hover. Right. They right? still touch like, they the They still ground. touch the ground. So, I don't know... Uh, whether the, yeah, wow, he really is just doing like that. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, this is bad. Um, <laughs> We're eight minutes in. Look, it, it, eventually. By, by the way, before before we wrap the scene up, I have to point out the most offensive part of this entire chase. When eventually Bond and, and Moon end up on the same hovercraft, it's just them, and Moon is firing gun at Bond, who is charging at him, holding a bulletproof vest in front of him. <laughs> That's not how bulletproof vest works, guys. No. <laughs> it's a 
was very convenient, by the I way. I totally forgot. You just that. happened to find one. Just, hey, uh, I'm going to take my bulletproof vest off. It's really hot here in North Korea. I'll just lay it here. Hopefully no one uses it later. Like, what? Like, that seems odd. Uh, apparently, Moon died when Bond, uh, I get, not impaled him, but like kind of stuck him on a hovercraft. Well, he well he stuck to the he, fan. he, he, yeah, he the throttle, to the, and I guess the intake for the fan was so powerful that it was like, so it powerful like stuck to the back of it, it. Basically, it was so powerful that it 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 like hooked that guy to the thing, and it it fell off a mountain or something like that. And then uh, then Daniel Day Wu's characters uh, or whatever his name is, uh, his dad General Moon comes up and he's like, "Yo, you killed my son, so now I'm going to capture you." Um. And then we go to the the one part of this movie that I thought was unique. Well, of course it's unique because it was the first time they've done it. Um, we cut to the opening credits, and the opening credits have a point this time. They do. And let's talk about that before we talk about the other side yeah. of the opening yeah. credits. It's my favorite side. So there are many sides. I do. <laughs> there, there is tragedy on all sides. <laughs> of this opening I, I agree with you, Micah. I do appreciate how they actually use the opening credits as a plot device for the first and only time ever in yeah. the series. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it's very. It, I, I wonder why they. I wonder why they haven't done it. Well, Since, I guess they, yeah. yeah, but. It's, which which basically for and we're putting in for those of you watching on video we're dropping it in there right now but it's it's basically a supercut of Bond getting tortured for fourteen months essentially yeah a montage if yeah. you will a montage but the scorpions are CGI they are and they look really bad it's okay like, it's they're they're they are just laying the groundwork for terrible CGI that will be peppered throughout this entire movie peppered peppered. <laughs> Oh, oh, the dive! Yeah, <laughs> I look. I didn't even realize it was CGI. Like it looked, it looked so real. Anyway, um, so, so like I said, the, the visuals are very good. The visuals are very good. Uh, what's not very good is uh, the 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 nonsense that you're hearing. Um, you didn't like the song? This is the worst song. Uh, this is one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'll leave. <laughs> no, it is awful. Was was Madonna <clears throat> aware that she was recording a song for a James Bond movie? Was she aware she was recording a song? Also, also a valid question. Like, there's also a, a valid question. There is a decent chance Madonna was just recording, being recorded, singing terribly in the shower one morning. Also possible because I'm not sure any singer worth their salt. Could possibly think this was good. This is horrible. And and by the way, Madonna is a terrible. What, what year did this movie come out? Two thousand two. Madonna is a horrendous choice in two thousand two to do this theme song. Madonna, however, not a horrendous choice to do a James Bond intro at some point in her career. Like if you talk oh, in the eighties, in the eighties, yeah, right. where she actually sang songs and like was had real talent, she should have been someone, and they chose. Why the fuck? 2002, what was Madonna doing that was relevant to anyone? Right. She sounds like she swallowed a kazoo and is just talking. <laughs> like, shut up. This, I, I hate this. Like, the very cool, like, like plot point, uh, plot device 
opening title sequence is, is so unique, but it's completely undercut by how bad this well, is. And, and you can even make the argument. So, so this song obviously is very different stylistically from every other Bond song that's pretty much come before or after. And you could make the point that because of what they're setting it against in this title sequence where Bond is, like I said, getting tortured and it's very violent, different style. You want like this very like sharp, like staccato feel that the song has. All right, fine. The lyrics in the actual lyrics in the song are whatever. Like I said, they're typical. They, they exist. Once, once you get to the Sigmund Freud analyze this, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What is that? I guess I'll die. Uh, like, 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 is is James Bond gonna like have some sort of emotional connection to like his mother later in the film? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Are we, are we gonna get to the id of James Bond later <laughs> in this movie? That, is that like a plot point that they left on the cutting room floor? Yeah, because the only therapist was the guy that was getting his ass kicked in the punching <laughs> bag. So I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't understand. Um, good boy. Look. <laughs> It's it's the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life, and this movie should be and this Madonna should be ashamed. Everyone involved should be ashamed. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yikes! It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. What you don't realize is that while the the torture that they were inflicting on James Pond for the past fourteen months was just listening to that song. I can believe that. Yeah. Like there was no beating up. There now, was no, like, now that, that being said, we come to... we come out of this into probably my favorite stretch of time in the movie. I, for some reason, I enjoy seeing the rare look at James Bond in a like disheveled, you know, like like not Bond sense because it humanizes yeah. him. Yeah, and it, and it's also, much. I mean, I, I do have to say the franchise goes to the well this well a lot in the latter movies. Like they do, yes. It's sure. like. I mean, they did that with uh, Skyfall. Skyfall is the most notable one for yeah. sure. Yeah, and and look, it was good because mm-hmm. you know Craig looked like shit. Like he literally, <laughs> I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, now, now I will say, I will point out that for a guy that's been imprisoned and tortured, and one has to assume somewhat malnourished for the last fourteen months, James Bond's still looking he's still in jacked, pretty decent man. shape. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, just like I just do push-ups. I'll be all right. Yeah. Like, um, did they break your arms twice? <laughs> John McCain, you over there? So uh, we come out of this 14 months of torture and we see that Bond is being exchanged for Zhao. Zhao uh, has the has diamonds uh, just stuck on his face as a result of the explosion that James Bond caused. Uh, pause. That's not how surgery works. <laughs> they would have just they would have said, "Oh, look, he's got diamonds in his face. Let's just take them out." Right. They wouldn't have just left them in. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. No, guys. the body wouldn't have let those things just no, they sit in there right, for like fourteen <laughs> months. No, he would have. The like body the- heals, guys. It would have popped out. No. He would have had a bunch of scars on his face. But whatever, right? Like it's it's. I'll, I'll give that a pass because it's a James Bond goon, and James I, Bond I, goons have like different. Like, yeah, they got a look. Yeah, they have a look. Um, so Bond is immediately hit with that Dexter serum that knocks you out right before he kills you or whatever. <laughs> and and he's taken to uh, M, and M is like, uh, your double O status is suspended, and uh, because you're under suspicion for having leaked information under duress. And Bond is like, yo, I didn't do nothing, all right? I would have died before I, you know spilled my guts and she's like you don't know 
you don't know. And she's like, all right, whatever. Um, Bond is taken. Bond is, he has to get out, right? So in order for Bond, in order for James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, is there a problem? In order for James Bond. This isn't how how physiology works. Brad. Do you, you not can't. believe in yoga? <laughs> Do you not? You, you, a person, a person can voluntarily, because my dad could do this. You, you can lower your purposely heart rate. lower your heart rate. Yeah. You cannot give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> Brad, you don't know that. And not I mean, only can you not give yourself a heart attack, but you also cannot resuscitate yourself <laughs> from said heart attack. Are you a medical doctor? Yeah, have you been tortured for, for 14 months? Thank you. You don't all you gotta know. Do, all you got to do is just remember all the <laughs> bad <laughs> shit that happened, and then you can kill yourself, and then, like, Here, like here's, the internal... Here's a, here's a thought. If torture for 14 months is so terrible, why don't you give yourself a heart attack in the, in the North <laughs> Korean jail? No, he learned it. He he gained that experience points as he was walking across the bridge uh, on the train. He was Sorry, like, that, must ah, be, that must be... Bling. That must be the superpower that Bond developed. <laughs> Sorry, the, the the villain of the film also has an innate superpower that we'll get to later. A dumb superpower. I thought superpower I thought he already died. Well, no, the the other villain, oh. the new villain. We'll get there. Mm. Mm. Weird. The whitewashing. Um. <laughs> so James Bond kills himself. Uh. But is he lowers his heart rate. He lowers like his he lowers his heart rate per minute till till the machine f- says he's flatlined, and then the, this nurse comes in and she she tries to resuscitate him with the most sensual mouth to mouth I've ever seen, uh, and then two doctors come in and try to try to you know electrocute electroshock him back, <laughs> and then and then he's like and then his then his internal clock just wakes him up and he's just like oh okay and then he. Subdues the doctors with the defibrillator pads. He could have killed them, by the way. Yeah, he oh, could no. have. No, no, don't worry. This movie establishes that you can be shocked with tremendous amounts yeah, of electricity, right. and, <laughs> and you're fine. Totally fine. No but, problem. But other people, it damn near kills them. Other people's like, ah, oh, that was like a flesh wound. It's fine. Let's go. James Bond says, thanks for the kiss of life to the nurse, which wasn't funny or clever or it was unbondian. It was, yeah. it was, it was just bad. But even, and okay. that's like, and that's like the fifth like one liner. But not only, not only is that line really stupid, but he delivers it, and her response is like, "Oh, he's you know he's so handsome." I'm like, you just watch him electroshock two of your compatriots, <laughs> and she's just like, "Yeah, but I'd fuck that guy." Like, <laughs> all right, lady, all right, your your standards are really low. It's just amazing. Um, so Bond. Escapes and he flees to uh, Hong Kong, where he learns from a Chinese agent that Zhao is in Cuba. I, so, I do, I do love my my favorite part of this entire movie is him strolling into that fucking high end hotel. It is pretty funny, bearded, long hair, like fucking wearing soaking a hospital gown, like and and like, but he's still James Bond. Like, yeah, like so, it's soaking wet too, right? He's got out <laughs> of the fucking wet. river, just fucking chest hair bl- blazing, like <laughs> free, and it's just like yeah. I'm also, Bond, incredibly guys. offensive male grooming thing. You're not getting that close of a shave with any electric razor. Yeah, sorry, no, that's <laughs> no, not happening. No, it is like it is perfect. I was like, guys, I'm pretty sure that beard might have been fake. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, I took a bell to my face and then a bell, a bevel, and then just like, oh yeah, I forgot about the product placement that we have to do, and then just takes an electric razor and puts it on his face. Like it's, I forgot Norelco paid for this scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, a uh, a masseuse comes in and. Uh, James Bond has that thing that white men have when with regard to Asian women. Uh, and he's like, yo, I got to fuck this Asian chick, guys. They're so docile. Now, he he, know, he knows she's not. He knows that yeah, she's, he knows. she's a plan. He did, did he? Did he? Did he? I feel, like, I feel like it worked out for him. Oh, no, don't. But if she was like, I'm not an agent, and he lifted up her skirt and it was no gun, he would be like, all right, let's bang. Like, I, I, feel like he, I feel like he was ready for option A or B. Totally that, that's, like I said, later, later in the film, we have an entire two-minute scene of James Bond's dick basically pointing the way in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mojito? Oh, fuck off. Uh, so James Bond, you know, he finds out from the Chinese that, that, uh, Zhao's in Cuba. So he goes to Havana and meets NSA agent Giacinta Johnson. Oh, we're going to skip her. I'll see. Like, I, I like when he first meets the Cuban sleeper agent. Like, I love when they do like hardcore spy shit in these films. Oh yeah. All That's right. always fun. It's yeah. Cause they do the, they do like the, uh, the code, the code name. Code name the, yeah. Code word mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the few like spy things in this movie yeah because everything else is and i also i also like that i like his contact in cuba as well like he he reminds me of like the well-to-do version of michael parks's character his 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 spanish character in kill bill volume two like the dude dude that was bill's father figure but he's like a fucking brothel runner and this guy is like a (laughs) high-end like cigar shop runner yeah that's fair that's fair so he meets uh nsa agent Jacinta Johnson, a.k.a. Jinx Johnson. Magnificent view. It is, isn't it? Too bad it's lost on everybody else. Mojito? You should try it. Jacinta Johnson. My friends call me Jinx. My friends call me James Bond. Jinx, you say? Born on Friday the 13th. You believe in bad luck? Let's just say my relationships don't seem to last. Mm, I know the feeling. Predators usually appear at sunset. And why is that? It's when their prey comes out to drink. Too strong for you? I can learn to like it. If I have the time. How much time have you got? Until dawn. What about you? Oh, I'm just here for the birds. Mm. Ornithologist. Ah, ornithologist, huh? Wow. Now there's a mouthful. So you're going to be busy tonight with the owls, then, huh? No owls in Los Organos. Nothing to see till the morning. Not out there, anyway. So what do predators do when the sun goes down? They feast like there's no tomorrow.
The NSA does not have field agents, guys. That's not a thing. That's <laughs> not you. what the NSA does. <laughs> Thank you. I was just like, why didn't you just say CIA? <laughs> they, you know, why they didn't say CIA? Because the CIA agents are all over these movies, and they wanted something new. That's it. And they were just like, ooh, how about? NSA. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But it doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't make any sense. The, the, no, the should N- be a computer programmer. Because right. <laughs> if they said if they said CIA, then it would have to be Felix. Right. No, it doesn't. Jack Wade was part of the CIA oh, in yeah, the previous oh, well, in, in two of the previous three movies. Then it would have to be Jack Wade coming out of that water. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that guy. I'll just, now, bombing, I'll just bombing around in this water. <laughs> what? Coming around like, like that doesn't make any sense. I, I get the Dude, put on pants. <laughs> so I I get the homage to Doctor No. Why are you wearing a diving knife in just like swimming in Cuba? I didn't. Are you afraid that. of people like you know, in, in the clear blue water coming to fucking murder you on yeah. a, on this resort? Right. Like <laughs> at least have like a fish on that knife or some something. But like this, yeah, it didn't make any sense. This scene, by the way, and 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 we have this scene, so you guys get to listen to it in all of its. I'm not using the word glory. I don't know what the fuck. I hate this scene so much. The two of them meeting you? Yes, because it's it's literally, literally two consecutive minutes of how many double entendres and how much sexual innuendo can we can we shove down your throat? Because James Bond hasn't fucked anybody <laughs> in 14 months, and he needs to get his rocks off. At this point, he doesn't know that she's an NSA agent. She's just some chick that he saw coming out of the water. He's like, mm, I haven't down. fucked a black girl in like 30 years. So yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get down to it. I mean, look, in fairness... I, I, I will say, before we get into Holly Berry's performance in this movie, which is um, abysmal, she looks really good coming out of the water. <laughs> and that is literally, I remember the trailer when this came out, and that was like the go-to shot. And it was like, bam, there she is. And I was like, yeah, I'll see that. And then I saw it, and I was like, that's all I really need to see, because the rest of it is garbage. Just It's absolute garbage. But you got the one scene, and it was mm. like, it was hot. She looks great. That was it. Uh, All downhill from I'm, I'm also bothered by Pierce Brosnan's pronunciation of the word mojito. <laughs> for, for, some, for some reason, it just, too, it just strikes too much me st- wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little too much stank on the end of that word, man. <laughs> feel like um, he's never had one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what, what are these mojito? Really? <laughs> some martini. <laughs> um, during this terrible interchange where you could tell – uh, at least to me, it's, it feels like Halle Berry couldn't remember her lines. <laughs> Every time they cut to the close-up shot of her saying one line, and then they cut back to the two of them, <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan's talking, and then they cut back to Halle Berry saying her one line again. Line, line, <laughs> line. Um, James Bond also makes reference to uh, the author, James Bond, of the um, – of the uh so for those of you that don't know James Bond the character is named after an author of an ornithological book mm-hmm. that um that oh, Ian Bird, Birds of the West Indies yeah that Ian Fleming just had and he was like oh that name seems kind of boring but you know like I can make something with it like yeah James Bond that's my that's my character yeah, in name. in in the Cuban like contacts obviously literally he picks up that book literally so oh my yeah. god <laughs> but like I said that's that's a deep cut like you wouldn't understand yeah I would never yeah, you, you would, would not would understand that reference but yeah um and then uh they have a sexual time together because like uh, I'll, I'll ask you because because like I said you've seen all of these did you find it odd that they kind of showed the sex happening because they don't really do that in Bond movies usually they'll, they'll usually show you right before and then they'll come in 
right after, but they don't usually show the during, which I always kind mm. of appreciate because yeah, it like, leaves it to your imagination. You yeah, know I mean? like we get it. I right? often imagine what Holly Berry would be like <laughs> having sex. That's true. Like we, like we get it, right? Like James Bond is supposed to be this like magical, like, oh shit, right? But then if you see it, it's just like, it's just some dude banging a chick. Right. Like, uh, oh, all right. That's it, huh? Well, I guess I'm James Bond then because I can do the same thing. You're not James Bond. You're right. I'm I mean, better. Uh, I mean, you're James Bond in this movie. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. I'll give you that. Um, later, uh, Bond follows Jenks to a gene therapy clinic uh, where patients can have their appearance altered through DNA restructuring. No, they can't. That's not a thing, guys. That's not how, that's not how science works at all. At all. You cannot blank slate your DNA yeah, just and gonna, just and just copy paste whatever you feel like. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna erase uh, your DNA and like this is what they did in Saints Row for fuck's sakes. Like this is <laughs> this is video game logic. Like you want to recreate your character. I like they couldn't just say the the doctor is literally like we delete your bone marrow. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> It, look, it could happen. It could happen. Um, I cannot express. I cannot express to you how insane this scene is to watch as a person who works like in the <laughs> science world, and like to hear people say, "Oh, we'll just erase your bone marrow." I'm like, it would yo, not. Who thinks of this shit? This is the kind of shit. And again, I, I hate dating these shows because I don't want someone to watch this like ten years from now and be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" This like, is the of course you could do. That. This is the kind of shit that you could tell our current president, and he'd be like, "We got we got to stop people from rewriting their DNA." <laughs> like he like he would believe this stuff. <laughs> Nobody with a functioning brain yeah. would would think that this is even remotely possible. Um, and then the way they yeah. do it. The way they do it, right. they don't even explain it though. You're like, right. later, like later, later in the film, like like the doctor gives I like love, a two. I a love two how bad Brad. Like, <laughs> the, do- the doctor gives a two second explanation, and then later in the film, Bond and M talk about it, and the, and M's like, "I heard they could do that, but I didn't think it was possible." That's literally the level of explanation yeah, that you get not. for this ridiculous. <laughs> Leap in logic that the movie is asking you to take. Look, I don't mind people not explaining plastic surgery. Thank you. Like, why couldn't they just say plastic surgery and 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 whoever change your fingerprints? Right. You can and right and like you he you went to a dialect coach and you know you. But uh, all right, I don't mind people uh, not explaining every little thing. Right. Like I can go with a lot, but when you do something like say I'm going to erase your DNA and then. Build, like I'm gonna need to see that. I'm gonna need to see how that works. Yeah, you can't make a face-off movie and talk about how people replace the faces of other people and just not show it. You right. gotta show it exactly. You like yeah, because in face-off they actually showed them cutting around the face and then right. just putting it on. They didn't explain the height difference, the weight difference, the <laughs> no. the hairline nor, difference. Where does this movie right <laughs> at all? Well, no, but it, I mean, in fairness to this movie, they are erasing. All of your DNA, so it is all different, and your bone marrow, because then your bones, I think, get smaller or bigger depending on which size you need to be. Well, and, and the best part is like, like there's and there's other stuff that arises from this particular plot point later in the film that also 
doesn't get explained. For example, the main villain, who we'll get to, has undergone this procedure and suffers from permanent insomnia now. But that's okay because he has a magic machine that in one hour can deliver eight hours of rest for his body so he doesn't lose his fucking mind. Again, please show me the science behind this this amazing machine. They well, did. He was laying in it. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. And that did. science. But okay. Hold. So the 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 eight hour mask. Why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't everyone use that? Exactly. Why wouldn't everyone like use said, that? If you, I if would you can base, I could lay in this thing for an hour and get eight hours of sleep, and that's it. And I get to go do whatever else I want. Yeah, I would do that. Everyone would use that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have to change my DNA to do that. I would do it. It's amazing. Um, Bond locates Zhao, uh, who is. About to, who wants to undergo this procedure? He's, he's halfway through the procedure because the doctor's, you know, in in his office when when because Jinx kills the doctor that's that's yeah. responsible for all this. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, not even explain why, by the way. But a, a brilliant move yeah. from our NSA. <laughs> Let's just murder the guy who apparently has technology to change human DNA. Now nah, fucking what? throw it up in that guy's throat. That's why the NSA was, was tapped for this because the CIA already had their crack at the apple. At assassinations in Cuba, and they fucked it up. So they had to they had to go to a different agency. Send in, send in the innocent to, mur- to murder people. But yeah, when she looks at this thing, she's looking at Zal's progress, and he is halfway through this procedure. So, so as you'd imagine, someone halfway through, instead of you know, he's now bald. He is now paler than me. He looks like the dude from Powder, basically now. Yeah, <laughs> still still has the diamond face, but you know everything else. Couldn't. Is, uh, couldn't have figured out how to get those out, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah. we so can, we, can his, cha- we can change your DNA, but you're stuck with the diamonds. You're Sorry, stuck with buddy. The diamonds in your head. <laughs> so when he gets a new face, does it just also have the diamonds? I'd be like, I'm pretty sure that's Zhao. He's right there. <laughs> how many diamond face guys are there? That's the guy. <laughs> that's dumb. Oh shit. Um. So Zhao, he attempts to Jinx. No, uh, Bond locates Zhao. And uh, he tries to kill him, but Zhao escapes. And Hold on. Can we talk about this scene? Bond goes, takes the mask off, sees it's Zhao with his stupid diamond face. And Bond grabs the the IV bag because Zhao is mm. knocked out. He grabs the IV bag and squeezes it. And Zhao's like, ah, and he like wakes up. He's like, <laughs> ah, you got me. And Zhao's like all weak. And so Bond, you know, Bond is like, oh, who set me up and all this other shit? Then Zhao just gets like, Zhao gets like this burst of power all of a sudden and then just overtakes Shane. So I'm like, you were just an invalid three (laughs) seconds Also, thank goodness that while Zhao was undergoing his gene therapy treatment to completely replace his DNA, he still happened to be wearing a necklace that had a hollowed out bullet that was filled with diamonds. Because otherwise, what lead would Bond then get in order to advance the plot of the movie? Well, I mean, we'd be screwed. I mean, we would be stuck. But you know, luckily the hollow, the hollow bullet with the diamonds in it is important because at the same time, on the other side of the facility, Jinx has uh, just murdered the, the the most talented doctor on the planet um, <laughs> and decided to blow up the room by having a little bit of C four and a Nokia phone that has a bomb icon on it and has a string that she plugs into it and hits boom on it. It literally has a bomb logo on it. 
this 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 movie also or this this scene also introduces the part of this movie that I hate as much as anything else, and that is Lee Tomahori's decision. It does have a Bob logo on it. it That's insane. It, it, oh, I'm sorry, it's a Sony Ericsson. That's insane. Um, Lee Tomahori's decision to start borrowing all of these really now dated like filmmaking action techniques that the matrix brought along like slow motion there's scenes so out of much, nowhere there's so and much here's so here's, much. here's a wide pan of a camera a 360 degree pan around this specific scene and sp- let's speed ramp everything like what what those uh, but they're done poorly right like they're right. like like those scenes especially those slow mo scenes make this movie feel like a tv movie to me yes absolutely You're and absolutely it right. it it completely takes you out of this already ridiculous Here, here's, movie. Here's why it bothers me. Because I remember through all of the stuff that we've done so far, Bond has always been the trendsetter. Like, they don't give a shit what everybody else has done. And when, and the few times that they have dabbled in that back in the day, it always leads to poor results. Like I said, license, license to Kill was kind of their take on your diehards and, and, and your eighties action movies. And it did really poorly. Moonraker. They're like, Oh man, Star Wars is all the, is all the business. Let's make this. And that was fucking received poorly. So anytime they've done this in the past, right. that they haven't just blazed the path for everybody else and kind of done their own thing. It's always blown up in the face. Why do they continue thinking that like, again, the matrix came out, what? 99, really popular, a lot of groundbreaking film techniques. You don't need to steal that stuff. Right. You're James Bond. Make your movie. You don't have to be. The Matrix 2.0. That's not what every action movie is doing. And again, look at the other action movies of that time that were borrowing that shit. Like, how many shitty fucking popcorn bullshit, you know, tough guy action movies came out around the late 90s, early 2000s that are garbage, that yeah. are that all borrow those techniques? Like, you don't need to do this. You're James fucking Bond. Make your movie. <laughs> yeah, no, you're – no, I mean, that's that's the thing is, like you said, they are – they're the trendsetters, they, or at least they were – and not only that, but I mean that argument is sound, except for how that kind of plays out in the next James Bond movie, mm-hmm. where they do borrow a style, but it actually works, right? Because right? they they put their own twist on it. But um, yeah, this idea of following is really tough. It's like, dude, you're James Bond. You've been around since what the 1960s, and you're going to be around another 20, 30, 40 more movies, I'm sure, into the future. People love this franchise. Just. Do what you want to do. You don't have to copy. Like it's it's weird. Or for fuck's sake, if you do copy it, like like don't half-ass it. Like don't uh, don't make it look like crap. Like yeah. you said, you're James Bond. If you're going to copy something, you got the money to copy it. Like copy it. I don't. I don't know. Um, like you said, uh, thank God that uh, Rick Yoon's character had that pendant with a hollowed out bullet with <laughs> Gustav Grave diamonds in it. Jinx is uh, fleeing, you know, as as uh, she's trying to get away, as Zhao is trying to get away. Jinx is runs up to a cliff and she's cornered by Cuban, you know, authorities. Jinx takes off her dress or whatever. She's got that bikini thing on underneath. She holds her hands up like she's about to be x-rayed at an airport. And then we see the worst CG dive that I've ever seen in my entire life. I disagree. Um, <laughs> this thing is atrocious. It is. It is. It, it, look, like, look at Pierce Brosnan's face. He's like, I can't believe this is going to be in this movie. <laughs> and and it's just like, 
there is also there is also no way that yeah, you can be she, on a cliffside. Yeah, thank you. And you fall. You don't jump backwards. You, you fall, fall backwards. backwards, and somehow you land ten feet out from the from the basin of this wall. Somehow you land ten feet out, and somehow you don't die because guess what, folks? It, water. What? Look, it 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 has a surface. And if you hit that surface at a certain level, like you're gonna break your fucking neck. She would have been severely hurt at that height. Yes, severely hurt. Her hands, all kinds of fucked up. Yes. And she just she gets up and she's just like, she's just like, <laughs> hey, later, James Bond. And I guess the, I guess her other NSA agents who were in a boat, just waiting for her yeah. at that particular spot. Because they knew she. Well, that was it. always the plan. She was always going to jump off of that specific spot <laughs> on the wall to get away because it's an island and you can't. What else are you going to do? Yeah, there's no other place on the island that she could have like left. Yep. it had to be off of that. No coastline. That was you know, it's it's a walled <laughs> island. So it's a walled fortress all the way around. They're like, we'll just wait until we see the pink sarong <laughs> and then we'll just boat on over there. Shut up, movie. Like this is fucking dumb. Bond goes to meet with his uh, Cuban contact who says, oh, hey, thanks for bringing these conveniently placed diamonds. Um, see this laser cut signature? Uh, this GG stands for Gustav Graves, a British billionaire that no one knew about 14 months ago. And all of a sudden, he's all the rage. Yes, so much so that in a year's time, he went from not being anybody to discovering a diamond mine in Iceland, mining it, <laughs> becoming a diamond magnate, a billionaire. Oh, no, by the way, he's being knighted now by the British government. Yeah. A year later. 14 months, guys. Yep. 14 months. That's all it takes. Like, this is what we're talking about when we talk about this being a bad movie. Like, not the ridiculous, like, uh, because it's it's James Bond, right? Part of it is supposed to be ridiculous. I mean, maybe we haven't not, even gotten to a car yet. Maybe not as ridiculous as an invisible car, but, you know, there's a jetpack in these movies, right? So, all right, yeah, ridiculous. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. It can't even be explained. Right. Where did he come from? Right. Could you imagine if all of this, all well, of a so, sudden so it's, it's, Elon it is, Musk it is, just appeared? It is. It is. Right. It, it is was inferred. a billionaire. <laughs> it is inferred it, later in the movie that, or I should say, it's implied that that Gustav Graves is a dude, but it, he was a dude that was just a dude until I guess the villain of the movie killed him and assumed his identity. Through gene therapy, I guess he like went through the like like he went through like a high school yearbook in in, in England and was like, "That's the guy, that's the guy right there." He looks amazingly British. I will I will choose him. Well, yeah, that was his plan, right? Like, well, I want to I wanted to model it after you, James Bond, you smug asshole. Well, he nailed it. Like, what does that say about Toby Stevens, right? Like, <laughs> you look like a smug asshole, Toby Stevens. Oh, and, that, and that's the thing, that's the thing with Toby, Toby Stevens is he, he is hamming it up in this film. Bro, he ain't a good enough actor to be hamming right. it up. The, 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 level, no. the level that he's hamming it up. Sorry. Sorry, I mean, Toby this is, Stevens. This is like... I assume you've gotten better. I hear black sales is good. But in Die Another Day, nah, bro. This uh, is okay, tonight, I'm going like, to say something. Maybe this is a spoiler alert. But... He is an ugly person. Like he looks like a person who's gone through gene therapy. Like, <laughs> like, like he and he's so fucking British. Like he might as well have the like Union Jack tattooed on his balls. Like this guy is. He's just like Hello. like he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He is a ridiculous human being in this movie. He is. 
I don't know how anyone accepts this as a as an actual person who walks among us. I don't. I don't get it. We uh we get the introduction of Mr. Gustav Graves and um it is uh he parachutes down to Buckingham Palace in order to be knighted in an homage to on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, spy who loved me. Uh, it's the spy who loved me. I'm sorry. Um and um with his Union Jack parachute. And he comes in, and like you said, he's he he looks like an ugly Hugh Grant. And, yeah, <laughs> and and people are like, "Oh, hey, uh, Gustav Graves, yada yada yada." He's like, "Well, I don't sleep there, <laughs> Cheerio and all that, you know. Yeah, you could do a lot if you don't sleep." And wait, what? I didn't ask you about that. I just, uh, how does it feel to be knighted? Oh, well, you don't sleep. That's how it feels to be knighted. It feels like it feels like insomnia. Uh, I need to sit in my deprivation chamber for an hour, and 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 then I'll be okay. Like, shut up, yo. <laughs> at uh, at the Blades Club, which I guess is a real thing. It is a real thing. There's a link here. The Blades uh, Club. Wow. Bond meets uh, Gustav Graves. Along with his assistant, uh, Gone Girl, Miranda Frost. Uh, Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably the best actor in this movie, quite honestly. Yeah. If we're and this is her first feature film, too. Oh, this was By her the first way, film? This, she was twenty three when this uh when this movie was filmed. Yeah, so wait. so so when her and when her and late forties Pierce Brosnan get it on later, you can uh you well, can have that one in the back here. Wouldn't, so. wouldn't be a James Bond film if it wasn't borderline pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and thankfully, as, as if but it's only borderline. <laughs> as if assaulting our ears wasn't enough earlier in the film, we now have a very self indulgent Madonna cameo. I mean, I thought Guy Ritchie directed this movie. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this woman doing in this movie? She's Why best, is she? She's here? the best actress. In this movie. <laughs> Because her accent is amazing. Someone please explain to me how, like, like I obviously I understand why Bond would not recognize Graves right away, but why would the opposite not be true? Like this is this is, and and we're gonna get into some spoiler territory. I'm presuming most of you have seen this movie, but the big twist is later that the Korean colonel that Bond supposedly killed earlier in the film is the guy that went through gene therapy and is now Gustav Graves. I would Wait, think what I know, <laughs> I know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I would assume that you would remember the face and the name of the guy. Who does he not recognize you. him? Not at first. He do, he does like at first because he's like, "Do we know each other?" And Bond's like, "Oh, I think I'd remember." And and he's like, "Oh, of course you would remember." And 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 I think at that moment he does remember. Yeah, all right. I'll he does realize who it is. But I, I would think initially, like he'd be like, "That's the guy that fucking killed." Like, like you know yeah. what I mean? Like if I heard the name James Bond. Like that would set a trigger off. Like right. that would be a trigger for me because I, I, I would think I would think almost dying would be one of those life events that would just kind of be instantly, permanently, at, you know, branded into your mind right. at that point. You'd think so. You'd think so. But I guess if you um, have been under the mask of science, <laughs> you know, day in and day out, and you've had all your bone marrow removed or whatever. Yeah, maybe that's not as important to you anymore. Well, and then, and then as they escalate this fencing scene with each other, there's a yo, lot this of sh- shut up, yo. This scene is ridiculous. Like I get why Graves would be antagonistic towards Bond. I don't understand why Bond would immediately match that level of antagonism. Well, because, no, Madonna, Madonna said it best. Right. It's a cockfight. It I, I mean, fight. oh, okay, but, and, because and, and they're before, dicks. And before we get to this amazing bit of choreography that's about to happen um great gustav graves superpower is apparently he can assess the flawlessness of a diamond just by looking at it without without a loop 
Don't need that. Yeah, just my eyeball. <laughs> I'm it. so good that I can just look at it and be like, oh, there's my insignia. Completely flawless. <laughs> also something, by the way, that does that's not real. There is no such thing as, as a, a completely, completely flawless, flawless diamond. diamond. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, if man. it is, it's fake. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. They, they call that a cubic zirconia. <laughs> so Madonna gets her quip in because everybody has to have some sort of quippy one-liner. And uh, she's, uh, somebody said something about, you know, oh, you want to place a bet? Oi, Madonna, you want to place a bet on this fight? And she's like, no, I don't like cockfights. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, all right. All right. Um, now listen, it, it escalates from a fencing match to a full-blown uh, sword fight. Yeah. Um, a full-blown sword fight throughout the entire club. But so they they agree to fight based on the rules of whoever draws blood from the torso first. Yes, the the medieval style of uh, sword fighting. Right, but that would imply that this this fight, because again, it it should also be set up that Bond doesn't know who Gustav Graves is. Right, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, this is some rich asshole, foppish British guy who's trying to like out British me. So. <laughs> Like, at no point does Bond not find it weird that Graves isn't just, like, just kind of doing, like, sweeping shots at him. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's trying to jab a sword <laughs> into his gut. He's trying he to does, murder you, dude. You know, he throws the sword at his face. At no point do you go, yeah, um, no, I'm good. Like, at one point, he takes a katana and tries to fucking run him through. I'd be like, dude, what are we doing again? <laughs> He must really want his diamond back. Yeah, he's just like I mean, that's all it is. He's like, I I keep a sharp inventory on everyone. How did you get this? <laughs> yeah. He's like, give me Excalibur so I can now murder let me, you. Now man. let me say, as as kind of silly as the actual fighting is, I do appreciate the choreography of everything else going on in the background while the fight's going on. Because like, there's a like people are diving out of the way at very set points, and there's a dude reading a newspaper whose paper gets cut yeah, in half. Who's just chilling? With like, an upward, with huh, an upward what the fuck? I'm really engrossed in this article, and I can't hear anything what's going on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this never happens at the Blades Club. Um... The the other the other part of this that I find weird is there one the fight is actually not bad mm-hmm. right it's actually a pretty well shot scene and everything else it's ridiculous like <laughs> in the in the realm of uh, the story it's ridiculous but they have this whole thing and then Rosamund Pike is like hey guys stop and they're like eh, not uh, not only that but she she okay. is able she is able to interrupt a fight with two broadswords with a fencing foil just like just like being stuck in the middle and be like knock it off you two put your cocks away get I it did, i didn't think to do this before you were beating but... the piss out of each other all over this <laughs> antique club worth billions of dollars um so yeah bond wins the fight because of course he does um and bond is invited by graves to Iceland for a scientific demonstration. Um, shortly after, M- I, I also like that level of. Uh, je- uh, and again, we know why Bond is being invited. Yeah, but it's still the the concept of man. I just met you. We almost killed each other. Would you like to come to a party yeah, I'm it, in Iceland? <laughs> this is why privilege the movie, right? Like <laughs> this is this is what happens when you are that high of a jet setter. You're like, dude, I know we almost killed each other, but like, why don't we just go to Iceland and like just chill out? It's cool. All right. 
Bring your invisible car. That's how guys. That's how guys car. squash beef too, isn't it? Like it's just like, like all busy. right, you know, not a big deal. Whereas women would like want to murder each other for, forever, and, or, and then we are we are enemies forever. Yeah. Like guys just blow off some steam. Like ah, oh, you cut me on my leg. I cut you in your torso. All right, you know, let's go to dinner. Yeah. Do you do you want to do you want to hang out with me while I use a space laser to destroy parts of the world? Right. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you ever you ever see that game Gears of War? Well, then I've have I got something to show you. It's gonna be so the cool. fucking Hammer of Dawn. Um, so Bond uh, afterwards, Bond meets M. M is like, okay, you can have your double O status back. He's um, like, that's good because I've murdered a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> since the last time we chatted. But no big deal. Can it, does it work retroactively? I heard of this place. Never thought I'd find myself here. Something's best kept underground. An abandoned station for abandoned agents. Your old calling card. So what have you got on graves? You burned me, and now you want my help. What did you expect, an apology? Oh, I know. You'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. Just like you. And the difference is I won't compromise. Well, I don't have the luxury of seeing things as black and white. While you were away, the world changed. Not for me. You're suspicious of graves, or I wouldn't be here right now. So? What do you have? Nothing beyond the official biography. Orphan working in an Argentinian diamond mine, learns engineering, makes a huge find in Iceland, and gives half of it to charity. Hmm. From nothing to everything in no time at all. And his demonstration this weekend? Probably just another publicity stunt. Now, tell me what you know about this Cuban clinic. Gene therapy. New identities courtesy of DNA transplants. So-called beauty parlor. We'd heard rumors of such a place. I didn't think it really existed. It doesn't anymore. Zhao got away. But he left these behind. All from Gustav Graves is mine. I think it's a front for laundering African conflict diamonds. We need to tread carefully. Graves is politically connected. Lucky I'm on the outside, then. Well, it seems you've become useful again. Hmm. Maybe it's time you let me get on with my job. And now we get to the scene in the movie called Name That Overt Bond Reference. <laughs> <laughs> because they're coming hard and fast. So here they got the, 19 movies to get for. <laughs> so here is the, the Q scene. And um, like you said, this is like, okay, they had this idea of paying homage to the previous Bond films, right? But instead of like organically trying to figure something out. They've done this before. <laughs> Do you remember in On Her Majesty's Secret Service when when he resigns and he goes into his office? 
and he like starts pulling all the memorabilia from the yeah, first five right, yeah. and, and and like you hear the song from the movie and like hmm. like the background while he's doing it. Yeah, and that was fucking in shitty. a very you're right. Like <laughs> this one, like they're not even trying, right? Like they might as well just have the movie posters up in the in the goddamn <laughs> with room. the other butt. Right, it's like superimposed <laughs> like him over this. Here's, here's fucking Sean Connery. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I looked a lot different then. I, that what people don't know is that that gene therapy stuff has been around. Since the '60s, guys, <laughs> this is why I look different. Um, that actually would have been funny if it just was the movie posters, but photoshopped with his face over all of the other bots. <laughs> also, so so they established this like underground facility as kind of um, like almost like a storage area for stuff that they don't need at MI6 anymore. Right. Why does Q have an entire laboratory down there? <laughs> Wait, isn't that R now? No, it's Q. No, it's Q, yeah, it's Q now. Q. Oh, he was R when uh, he was R when when Llewellyn was still around. Yeah, this is the first one without Llewellyn. It is. Yeah, yeah. thank God, thank God that, that yeah, Llewellyn man. wasn't subjected to. No, this he nonsense. was just like, oh, he saw the script. He was like, yeah, <laughs> blew his fucking brains out. Good lord. Um, I actually like John Cleese though. As no, he was good. Yeah. He was very good. I really. I don't wish... like the new Q. I don't mind. That I don't Sean. mind. Yeah, I don't mind him. It's boring. But he he doesn't have the he doesn't have the charm that. Uh, Desmond Llewellyn or John Cleese do. Uh, I, I wish that John Cleese would have had a few more Bond movies. They should have let. They should have let him continue because it's kind of like a it's kind of like a big brother little brother relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, and he's also funny. Like he's a he's well, a that, part of the, the comic you, you need you need someone in that role who can be funny yeah. while playing it straight. And and John Cleese is very good yeah, at that as, as Desmond Llewellyn was as well. Yeah. Um. So after they go through a lot of the. Old gadgets and stuff. Uh, he gives him his twentieth watch, which I refuse to believe that James Bond has only gone through twenty <laughs> watches. Get the fuck out of here. Um, he shows him uh, the the Aston Martin V twelve Vanquish. Um, we call it the Vanish. That's a terrible line. That's and, a terrible line. And it, well, it's a terrible idea, guys. Like it's it's an invisible car. Like. I could put up with a lot of things in a in a James Bond movie, but this is this is science fiction at this point. I would normally <laughs> agree <laughs> with you, but look at what we've established so far. Yeah, like I said, yeah. the car the car is not the is worst. Not thing that in this offensive, movie. honestly. Yeah, I mean, is the car worse than that miracle dive <laughs> that we saw? I mean, when when you've established that it is therapy? possible in this world to literally overwrite somebody's DNA with a completely new DNA profile. An invisible car is the least the least leap of faith I need to take. I mean, yeah. in, in fairness, they at least explain it. They at least explain they at least it. tell yeah. you, they at least tell you how it works. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> it may be stupid, it may be ridiculous, but they at least tell you how it works. Yeah, and we got a pretty decent little goofy ch- car chase scene out of it. Whereas everything it's else goofy. is. It's goofy. It's very goofy. It's goofy. How but. sad that this that this has to be the way that the Aston Martin comes back into our lives. Yeah, man. I, mm. I mean, the people at Aston Martin were probably like, whatever. Yo, an invisible car? No, it, I'm sorry. The people at Aston Martin were probably like reluctant because they're like, yeah, if you wait, if your product placing you, your car in the film, you, you want I, people you, to you see, won't see it. my car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they get rid of the they get rid of the invisible car notion rather quickly. They're like, it's yes. invisible. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's invisible, but the camouflage doesn't work now. So you can see the so you can see the car. Well, does that mean that 
the car has things that don't work on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find out that uh, Miranda Frost uh, Miranda Frost is in a meeting with M, and we find out that she's an undercover MI6 agent. Um, and she's like, <laughs> and M says basically, you know, hey, you're you're a you're a uh, you're an ice queen, a cold hearted bitch who nobody likes, and you don't talk to anybody. You'd be perfect for uh, to watch over James Bond because you won't be susceptible to his dick. And yeah. and so you go and and I'm gonna let James Bond do whatever James Bond wants to do, and then you're just gonna watch him and make sure that he does it. Like, all right, fine, fuck you. I wonder nobody likes you. And then we cut to uh, we cut to Iceland, you know, for this big demonstration by Graves. Uh, he's having this demonstration at an ice palace. You know what? I, I too thought that was ridiculous and I had to research it. Apparently, based in reality, there is a hotel in Sweden made entirely of ice that they have to rebuild every year. What? That's a thing that exists. Everything in the hotel is made of ice, even like the glassware, the all the seating and stuff like that. They, they keep it at minus five degrees all the time. Uh, so how do and, you how do you stop freezer burn? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you're wearing clothes pretty much all the time. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, oh, like when you're drinking and stuff like that? I don't know. Like I said, it's it's apparently very expensive, as one would imagine yeah. a nice hotel would be to stay at. But yeah, this is a thing that uh, at least... Not not to this degree, but this is a thing that is at least partially based in reality. This Man. this is your typical Bond, you know, fantasism that they have, where right. they find something it's in the world that reality, exists, and, and they then they just kind of blow it up. Blow it it up. up. Right. And, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I got That's, no problem with that. That would be fine. It's... Uh-uh. I mean, it's ludicrous. Right? Like, it oh, absolutely. Ludicrous idea. I kind of want to see this ice palace, though. <laughs> like, this <laughs> they, like the they, have, they yeah. have ice hotels. Like, they have some in Canada and stuff like that. They are not – the structure of them is not made of ice. But, like, inside, mm-hmm. it's all – like, you got to sleep in a fucking sleeping bag. And they've got, like, the ice bar and all that other stuff. Yeah. Like, they have Oh, ice. I would never stay in it. You, you would stay overnight? No. Uh, I had a family member who did. A black family member? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I'm amazed by that. Yeah, I also was. <laughs> I totally would, by the way. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Brad's like white. White folks don't care about the cold. We're yeah, good. we're good. We're good with it. So. I I would do it one night just to say I did it, mm. and then immediately I'm like, I got to get to the Caribbean because I'm black and it's cold. <laughs> These white people are wilding out. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yo, my wife doesn't even want to go to Chicago in the fall because it's I so mean, cold. <laughs> neither do I. All right, so I get. So it. I can't imagine. Trying to convince her, hey, let's go to Sweden and stay at this ice hotel. Like when the summer, <laughs> the water hotel. <laughs> um, Bond. While there, Bond meets uh, Jinx. Jinx is there. Um, we see Zhao get out of a car, uh, looking wearing wearing his his Sith robes. As he, yeah, as he yeah. Walks hello, out. everyone. <laughs> Um, we see a uh, ghastly white he face. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a fucking Sith Lord. He's walking in the fucking Gustav Grace's domicile where Gustav is wearing a something from a Daft Punk video. <laughs> 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 He's a fucking lunatic. Uh, they meet each other. Um, Zal tells uh, Graves that he looks like shit because uh, he looks like a white dude. And he was like, yeah. Well, fuck you too, and um, they they talk to each other, and then this is where you realize, oh shit! Like this guy's 
This guy is uh, Will Yoon Lee from, was that his name? Will Yoon, mm-hmm. Will Yoon Lee from, from earlier in the movie. A guy who was kicking the shit out of his anger management therapist or whatever. Um, they give a little bit of, uh, uh, Zhao updates him. You know, he's like, your dad still mourns your death. And he's just like, whatever, yo. Um, we cut back to James Bond and Jinx and Miranda Frost comes over and, you know, you see the two Bond girls and James Bond. Like, there's there's always that, like, scene. Oh, Are you but, fucking him? Because I want to fuck him. <laughs> oh, but again, again, the whole the whole dialogue tree between the two of them, double on yeah, double on double on It's double so, so forced. It's so terrible. Look, every her time name Halle- is Miranda Frost. We get it. Every time Halle Berry opens her mouth, uh, I am disappointed in this film. Um, So it's nighttime now. And the presentation is about to start. And the presentation is Graves unveiling an orbital mirror satellite, which he names Icarus, uh, which is able to focus solar energy onto a small area. So it takes the satellite is a big mirror and it essentially is like a magnifying glass when you're killing ants, right? Like the sun (laughs) comes in through the mirror is reflected back down onto earth and he can pinpoint it to specific ish location. I feel like I've seen a diamond encased satellite in a <laughs> bond movie before. Yeah. Yeah. Diamonds are for everyone. <laughs> That's a line in this movie. Diamonds are for everyone. That's... Diamonds are for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or more, more like diamonds are forever. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Wait, what? <laughs> What an odd speaking cadence. <laughs> oh my god. You're really raking the moon with these ideas. <laughs> what? Yes, this is this is like the bit that I did during the Gold Knight episode, <laughs> except they just literally put it in the script. Yeah, they're just like, fuck it. Okay. Um oh, shit. This idea is dumb. Um I don't think a giant is, is mirror there, is there a would do this. What area exists in the world where they're trying to, I'm assuming you would use this to help the growing of like crops and shit like that. So tell me what area exists in the world where they grow crops, but there's no sun. But they can't hit the the sun. You know, you know, you know what happens if you don't have access to great sunlight, you don't grow crops in that area. (laughs) Yeah. But, but now, but now you can, thanks to, uh, Sir Gustav Ritz, <laughs> newly knighted. But yeah, it it the well, you can grow crops at night. That's what this is for, right? Oh. I, I and then I no one will be able to sleep around <laughs> yeah. because the light of God is on the fucking area that's like four miles wide. It makes no sense. Like it doesn't. It has no like in all of these Bond movies. Normally, whatever like the world-ending technology is. They, cr- they they couch it in some sort of like, oh, but we'll help people. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's great. And they're like, it's a laser. And it kills them, right? And they're like, oh, we didn't see it coming. There's no practical reason for someone right, to go. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I can't, I can't, I can't understand the practical applications of this. Yes. You know how you can do things at night? Yes. Wouldn't you like to see more at night? No. But now you can. <laughs> what? Especially because there's only one satellite. Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless he plans multi- on launching once, like, multiple Icarus satellites <laughs> over I- time. Icari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this idea is really dumb. I, yeah. Like, no one was like, isn't this just like a magnifying glass? Wouldn't this just burn people up? No. Shh. Don't worry about it. 
I think that uh, what's his name Lee Tam Tam Tamaran Tamarora. <laughs> I think he was just a big Final Fantasy VI fan because this is nothing but the light of judgment. And doesn't Gustav Graves just remind you just a little bit of Kefka? Sort of. I mean, he does have like the whole god complex. He's got like a god on, complex. So. He's insane, well, you, and he's you, goofy looking. Well, if you only if you only slept three hours a month or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you get crazy. Um, at night. Uh, Jinx infiltrates Graves' uh, command center, but is captured by Graves and Zhao. Um, yes, by running a hundred thousand volts of electricity through her neck. Yeah, so he puts on this thing that you Boondocks fans will remember as the Black Power Fist, which is essentially a black glove that is capable of electrocuting people. And this is a defense system. Now, I will say because I had to because I'm an idiot. I had to Google the the current level that would kill somebody because I'm like a hundred thousand volts seems like a lot to not die. <laughs> Apparently, the science is somewhat sound here because it's not the voltage that kills people; it's the it's, amperage, right? That kills it's the people. current that kills people, right? So, all right. So, <laughs> so this I'll movie, let it slide. So, what you're saying is this movie is a scientific marvel <laughs> in every way. Just because that one thing is factually correct, everything in the movie is factually yes, correct. Yes, the transitive properties of the universe. <laughs> this movie is perfect. <laughs> Um, Bond, uh, Bond rescues her and, oh, wait, we, we get to a point where yeah, this gets to some nonsense because first Bond like is outside spying, watching where all of Graves dudes go with their like fucking suitcase that they have for this Icarus machine. And of course he's sitting there with the invisible car and somehow he gets spotted while he's spying from the outside. And so he's running back, and Miranda Frost like grabs him and like pulls him in for a kiss like I, to distract him. I guess. Yeah. Why Gustav Graves' assistant, who's chasing Bond down, wouldn't recognize that that's 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 Miranda Frost kissing the guy that he just saw outside, and would be like, I guess it's fine. Yeah. These, I don't know, these white people are crazy. Doesn't man. doesn't really pass the <laughs> sniff test, but whatever. Um, I can't remember what I can't remember if um. If uh, James Bond uh, has a sexual time with Miranda at I don't this think, point, I don't know. Not it happens right after this, basically. Okay, now what part is the uh, where I want to talk about the golden, the Goldfinger homage? Uh, that's coming up actually. So, so what ha- I, I, I'm pretty sure the chain of events is that Jinx gets captured. They cut back to the hotel room. Bond and Miranda are are having a sexual time mm-hmm. with each other. They're gonna have um, sex on. A- Bed of on ice. a bed of ice, yes. That does not sound like a good time, guys. Yeah, no, nah, man. <laughs> it's it's important to remember that that this is a reference to Thunderball. Bond brings his gun to bed with him as as he is wont to do all the time. Yep. And then he once Miranda is once they've done their sexual time, he goes back to to find out what's going on. Right. Basically. Okay. I don't think he realizes that Jinx has been captured at this point. Well, Jinx is captured now, and she's, uh, she's, you know, there's diamond faces there, black guys there, and Jinx is on this very elaborate, like, like, sex bed rig thing. Oh, by the way, the black guy who's about to die, who's about to eat it, by the way, his name's Mm -hmm. Mr. Kill. 
I wish I could make that up. When and, like, and you know this because as soon as Bond pulls up to Iceland, he, this this guy opens his car door for him, and he and without any prompting, Bond's not like, "Who were you?" Bond's not like, you know, "Thank you very much." Without any prompting, he opens the door, Bond gets out. My name is Mister Kill, and of course, Bond clips back. Well, that's a name to die for. No, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck off. Also, this 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 might this might be a case this might be a case of typical white dude all y'all look alike. I thought this was the same dude that was uh, the black dude from, from the, the Rolls Mouth. Yeah, 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 I did too. <laughs> they look so, very similar. I mean, they kind of do. They, they both. Have I'll, give, I'll give you and, that. Yeah. I'll give you that. They both do. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> so we see we see Jinx on this uh, on this conveyor belt, and for some. Another little thing that just kind of pissed me off. We see uh, Zhao walking around, and he's wearing a duster, and he flips his duster. And for some strange reason, like, that is in slow motion. (laughs) (laughs) For what? (laughs) For what? All right, whatever, yo. Uh, Copy it, do it bad, and then have it in there for no reason. Whatever. Um, uh, uh, Rick Newton has the black power fist, and he's trying to... The, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> and he's trying to. And he's, he's, that's all I wanted. That's he's trying wanted. to. He's trying to get information from her, and he's shocked. He grabs her boob, and he's fucking shocking her tits, and she's like, "Ah, you got my titty." And then she's like, "Oh, your mama told me she was very disappointed in you." Like, what does that even mean? That's that's a very Halle Berry. Like, I would not be surprised if Halle Berry added <laughs> that. Because it's such a Halle Berry thing to say. Or there, or there's a different line. She's like, you know what? She's like, I haven't. There's not a point in this movie where I get to say your mama. So can she, I insert that? In she there? said it in a blackest, like blackity blackest ebonics you possibly get. Yo, mama. Like, uh, uh, all right, all right. We get it. You're black. We get it. Maybe you can. Maybe you could speak with a little bit of diction, like every other fucking asshole in this movie. No, you, you ain't got to be like, yo, your mama said, hey, yo, your mama said you's ugly, son. Like, uh, all right, all right, all right. I'm from the NSA, motherfucker. Like, right. Wait. This ain't Baps, Halle Berry. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? That's a movie we'll have to do on Black on Black Cinema. Shit. <laughs> it's not a movie we'll do because I'll blow my fucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in theaters. So uh, Zhao tells Mr. Kill to kill her. And he's like, <laughs> Very good. And he's do like, your name. <laughs> yes, sir. He's like, oh, I'm going to use the laser. And he's like, you on this fucking laser. All right, look. Just don't make a mess. And, and was that the actual dialogue? Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, make a mess. Oh, there, there, there's, there's. I'm an- sorry. I, I, I blacked the fuck out. Oh, don't. There's another. There's another terrific line later that makes the least sense of any Bond line in, in history, and I, it's I, quick, and it's a blink if you'll miss it sort of thing. But we'll get there. So I, I feel like you're being facetious, but okay. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, James Bond uses the laser cutter from his watch from Goldeneye to cut through the ground, mm-hmm. and which is ice, which is ice built on a lake, right? And he solid choice, guys. <laughs> he uses the rebreather from uh, Thunderball, Thunderball uh, to go down and uh, pop up into where. Jinx is no, 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 no. Okay, there are many parts of this scene that bothered me. One, the laser cutting into the ice. That's cool. Got no problem with that. Rebreather. I got no problem with that. It's still an ice lake. Yeah. It would be cold <laughs> as fuck. He's just like, 
Eh, whatever. Let's go. Bam. He gets in, and then he pops up in a bird sanctuary or whatever, and it's warm. Okay, in a hot spring. In a hot how, spring. How? Where's We're the water right. temperature <laughs> issue? Hello, hello. Like, guys, at some point you'd be like, you swimming, you're like, it's suddenly very warm in here. Like, <laughs> what's going did on? Did I just pee? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that. That didn't make any sense. And then he pops out and he's just like, yeah, no, it's good. We're good. Like, we're good. I'm warm now. Uh, on to the island of Dr. Moreau or wherever the fuck they are. And I was just like, that's – no, he would he would have gone into fucking cardiac arrest. However, since he's a master of yoga that we learned earlier, yes. he probably would have just revived himself after dying. <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. So he pops up. Jenks is there. Fuck this laser fight. This, this laser so fight. Bad. This la- first it. of all, this laser fight is one. It's ridiculous. Two. It's peppered in with Halle Berry's stupid commentary. Like the lasers coming after her, and lasers going all over the place. Bond is fighting kill, and and she's like, "Turn it off! I'm gonna be half the girl I used to be." <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I did like kill her. Don't worry about it. Uh, this this is, scene is, is this scene a uh, is this a shout out to Congo? I feel like it. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. There's no way you can convince me that they could avoid all of the lasers during this during this fight scene. I believe that you can avoid the lasers better in Ocean's Twelve. Yes. At the end, then here <laughs> where it is completely random. There is no pattern, and they're just like. Happened to be missing Bond. He's like, whoa! <laughs> I'm it's so a rave, guys! Yeah, like, no, you would have died. Also, why does Mr. Kill have, like, a deadly Afro pick? Like, that's his thing. That's that dude's gimmick. He whips out an Afro pick out of the back, and apparently it's it'll fucking stab you. I mean, in fairness, Brad, as a white person, I appreciate your wokeness in that moment. Because it's offensive. It's offensive. Like, come on, man. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't do a Polynesian rain dance before he died like it's ridiculous um she lasered him in the back of the head yeah so jinx needed to do something uh so while she's uh tied up because she's a she's a girl who hates being tied down as was referenced and then nailed it paid off (laughs) in this scene um she uh she's able to grab the swinging controls of the um laser while kill has uh bond up against the wall she somehow manipulates the laser with one hand looking at it like like this and she manipulates <laughs> the laser to the back of kill's head and then lasers him in the back of the head uh and it just so happens that kill did not have james bond in front of him but off to the side <laughs> like this so that when the laser hit him in the back of the head, it didn't kill James Bond. How very convenient. God, uh, I hate this movie. But by the way, by the way, earlier, earlier in this scene, James Bond is when he's doing his best like Ocean's 12 move and he's like dancing around uh, like avoiding the lasers. The laser hits him like it cuts him, but it's just through his shirt. It doesn't go like the laser doesn't have a point where yeah, it's it's stopped. got a stopping point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like, whoa! I'm glad I was wearing two shirts after I just dove into that water, and I'm already dry, by the way. Like, I'm glad he that did, he did have a turtleneck on underneath his wetsuit that he takes off. Oh, wow! Well, so I mean, he's got guys. If the if that science documentary uh, Star Wars taught us anything, is that light 
does in fact stop at a certain point if it comes out of a hilt. Yes. <laughs> so it is possible for light to just stop. Well, technically, technically, they say that the lightsaber is more like a chainsaw. It's like a it, it comes ah. like an arc that comes back. But they came up with that because people pointed out light doesn't just stop like that, and they were like. Technically, it's a chainsaw. That's why. So yeah, okay. bullshit. All right. So the light just just the light it just bends. does a this is it, a it just does a hairpin. This, this, yeah. this is a chainsaw laser. Yes, right. That's, right. That's what this is. Obviously, as soon as it hits something, it arcs back and, and comes back. to Well, the only if they're a good guy. Yes. If they're a bad guy, it goes directly right, it goes through, completely their through them. Yes. Oh, they, there, there's that. a setting you can tweak on the control panel. She was like, uh, 30%. chainsaw or bullet shot. Yes. <laughs> Infinite <laughs> bullet through back of guy head. Yeah, I, that that scene, I was just like, no, Bond would have also died. But okay. <laughs> um, so she, the, the two of our two heroes uh, start talking. Uh, they exchange information. She he he finds out that she's NSA. She's like, we're on the same side, you know, honey child, or, or you know, whatever. <laughs> she fucking. was doing her best. And I kind of, and I kind of figured that too, but I didn't bother mentioning to you that we were on the same side, right? Like she, like she obviously knows who he that is. he is an agent of some kind, right? So couldn't couldn't bother to share that information earlier, maybe? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm NSA. I'm a computer programmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a lonely computer programmer. What am I doing here? So later on, Bond. Uh, is able to confront Graves, who he now knows is uh, uh, on Moon. So you live to die another day, Colonel. At last. I was beginning to think you'd never guess. Was it painful? The gene therapy? You couldn't possibly imagine. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, but there have been compensations. Like watching you flail around in your ignorance, granting you life day by day just to see if you get wise. It's been fun. Well, the fun is about to come to a dead end. We only met briefly, you and I. But you left a lasting impression. You see, when your intervention forced me to present the world with a new face, I chose to model the disgusting Gustav Graves on you. Oh, just in the details. That unjustifiable swagger. Your crass quips. A defense mechanism concealing such inadequacy. My defense mechanism is right here. So, Miss Frost is not all she seems. Looks can be deceptive. Yes, sir. By the way, did you find out who betrayed you in North Korea? Only a matter of time. You never thought of looking inside your own organization? She was right under your nose. It was so good of you to bring your gun to bed with us. Yes. Occupational hazard. You see, I have a gift. An instinct for sensing people's weaknesses. Yours is women. Hers and mine is winning, whatever the cost. So, when I arranged for that fatal overdose for the true victor at Sydney, I won myself my very own MI6 agent. Using everything at my disposal. 
Her brains, her talent, even her sex. The coldest weapon of all. Hello? Miranda? And um, he's like, could die another day. He's like, uh, oh, you're back, you're back, back from the dead to die another day. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, he's like, did it hurt? And he's like, yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It 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 is un in, indescribable how how much pain it's in. But I modeled him after you. This is why I'm so fucking ugly. Even though I didn't recognize you, right, 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 in the Blades Club. <laughs> I, I modeled him weird, after. I don't look anything like you right. at all. <laughs> um, I, I guess that, but I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? So, in the mind of a North Korean, James Bond and Gustav Grave look exactly alike, proving the the age old adage that all y'all look alike to me. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I don't know, but James Bond, yeah, that's that's who I look like. Sure. So he is rife with uh, racism. So they're talking back and forth, and um, and um, Bond is. Uh, we see Miranda Frost come up, and she points her gun at Gustav Graves, and Gustav is like, "You ever find out who betrayed you?" Is like, "Oh, it's only a matter of time," and and apparently the time is now because Miranda turns her dun, gun on dun, James dun. Bond, like, "Oh shit, it's a double double twist." <laughs> Apparently, uh, triple agent Miranda Frost, gold medal winning fencer from the Sydney Olympics, merely two years before this. Yeah, yeah, because she's done a lot in two yeah. years. One way to date the movie. Two, mm-hmm. um, what? <laughs> well, and so and and they reference this later in the film, and this this is delightful. So her and Tansung Moon were on the Harvard fencing team together. A fact that somehow eluded <laughs> MI6 when they hired her and they yelled at the NSA, well, you, you could have told us they were on the Harvard fencing team. I'm pretty sure that's public record. I'm pretty sure you could find that. I'm pretty sure a world-class Google. spy organization has the connections to find that information out on their own when they run a background check on someone that they're about to hire as a secret agent. <laughs> but they could have just Googled it. Nah, she just didn't put it on our application. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess their I guess their background checkers were uh we're, pre- all, we're off that day. She May pro- we contact your previous employers? No. So oh, you, well, can't do it. Can't do it. So <laughs> so you, you find out that Moon had previously arranged arranged the steroid overdose of the person who actually beat her at the Olympics. So <laughs> she and and because of that, she won the gold medal. By default, I'm also pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> I, well, I, well, then again, I guess if someone had been caught doing dope, they would have stripped the medal as well. Yeah. Possibly. Okay, that's whatever. But yes, but but by but by winning a gold medal, apparently that is the only thing you need to do in order to buy a government agent that will then work as a mole for your organization and sleep with you and and everything else. So. Here, here's my question, and that is ridiculous, right? That is an obviously ridiculous thing. Here's what's also ridiculous. You become a fencer and then you just work for the government. Yeah. The government anyway? Yep. What what's the what's the what's the leap there? You're really good at fencing. Yes. Would you like to be an international spy? Well, it's, it's, it probably yes. was, hey, I, I bought you that gold medal. Uh you need to go work for MI6 now, so I can have an MI6 <laughs> agent in my back pocket. 
Like, what are her qualifications? She knows how to use a, a tiny little sword? Because I have this grand plan that one day I'm going to almost die, and then I'm going to get gene therapy, and you could be my assistant when I become a diamond magnate. And, and not only that, but your name is very convenient for uh, several scenes in a movie that I'll be in later. So that's probably a good thing. Um, Bond eventually gets away and he hops into what kind of car is this? What kind of like a like a super ice? Yeah, it's vehicle? like a, I mean, it's like a like a speed of sound sort of like land vehicle. Yeah. By the way, the the hilarious line as Bond is escaping, um, Graves looks at Yao and says to him in Korean, "Kill him quietly." Why? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Kill him quietly. God damn it. This scene reminds me. This is basically just Ice Thomas Crown affair. Like that's all it is. So Bond is getting away in uh, this like land speed vehicle. Uh, apparently, he beat Gustav Graves' time because it's a James Bond film, and pff, James Bond cannot be upstaged no matter what. Never, no matter what. It is. <laughs> James Bond has never driven one of these things. Wow, he beat your time, boss. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, um, burn up the ice with the kit Icarus. Again, uh, Gustav Graves uh, has a bunch of, I, I guess, North Korean like generals or something. Generals or something that he's trying to show off this Icarus to. And now he's like, you're about to witness the full power of this fully automated space station or whatever bullshit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's, and he, and he fires up the, the Death Star and it shoots the light of judgment down and is trying to get James Bond. And James Bond is traveling faster than this light can travel. He's essentially traveling faster than the speed of light. Yes. Because he's James Bond. <laughs> and, and it doesn't have the side wings on it anymore because those got knocked off by trees. But somehow, still moving faster. Hey, still steady Eddie. <laughs> it's still going in a straight line. Right. Yeah, not wobbling <laughs> at all. So Bond releases the anchor. Uh, he's coming to a cliff. The thing falls off the cliff. The anchor catches onto the ice. And instead of just driving that light onto the actual cliff mm -hmm. no. he takes the he takes the hammer of dawn and he cuts a a swath of area around the ice where james bond is hanging and then the the thing falls into the water and we're like well this is the end for james bond right <laughs> he'll like, never make another no, one of these movies. there's no <laughs> way he's going to come from this james bond takes the door or something from like a panel from this land speed vehicle where the parachute is where the parachute is thank you and yeah. he fucking surfs his way parasails parasails his way <laughs> oh, sorry, out of parasurfs his way out of this fucking yo <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We've reached it. We have reached. In the words of in the words of you, Jay, on Look Forward, we have reached peak banana. Yeah, like yo, wait, what? Yo, come on, man! This shit is ridiculous. How is it staying on his feet? Oh, there are like straps, I guess, that are bolted to the top. Oh yeah, of course. I guess that's all. I guess that's all you need in this case. This he, is the CGiest ass bullshit <laughs> fucking this, stunt in it ever looks like a terrible Super Nintendo game. In a <laughs> in a film series that is known for its elaborate practical stunts, 
This is this is offensive. It okay, is. no, compare yes, this to the opening sequence from GoldenEye, right. where the guy jumps off off the the dam or whatever, you know, like yeah. Bungie jumps off. Compare that to whatever the shit. This right. Is. Com- compare this to James Bond on a rig in front of a green screen, right? And, and then all they're doing <laughs> is just projecting this fucking computer generated title. Wave. The, Mike is right. As 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 a in a Bond movie. This is offensive. You want to put this shit in fucking triple like X tri- yeah, triple X State of the Union? Go right ahead. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, in fairness, the last one of those movies had them using dirt bikes underwater. But yeah, yeah whatever. Exactly. <laughs> but, but again, in that movie, I'm cool with it. In a James Bond movie, get out of here. Yeah, not okay, guys. Get out of here. It's so stupid. And can someone also explain to me the geography of this region that James Bond is traveling several miles because he's moving, you know, at a rate of like 600 miles an hour in this fucking car. Yeah. And he's traveling several miles to get away from this laser. He parasails over a giant lake off of a cliff edge, by the way. Mm -hmm. And the parasail is able to take him to this lakeside, which somehow still puts him in range of Gustav Graves' patrol guards. (laughs) Who are he patrolling apparently 25 miles away from the fucking ice hotel <laughs> no. that he's able to commandeer a snowmobile and ride it all the way back to the fucking ice hotel in no time flat, by the way. A vehicle that's moving at literally like 130th the rate of speed that the vehicle that he used to get out to this point in Iceland. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Out of here. By the way, he still looks very warm in the middle of nowhere with just a sweater on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. He's good. Yeah, he's perfectly quaffed. Like just he 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 damn near died in 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 uh, the Arctic tundra, and he's this frozen water, and he's just uh you know just slick it back, put my put my Archer sweater vest on, uh, my good. Archer turtleneck. Let me call my invisible car over to me, and uh, he he hops in, and uh, uh, we get a we get a very goofy. We get a very goofy uh, chasing. So he's going to. I don't. Yeah, I don't care for this chasing at all. Neither do I. He's trying to rescue uh, Jinx, uh, who was captured once again. Um, and hurry up! I'll be the half the woman I was before. <sighs> yeah, that's one of the worst lines I've ever heard. And um, and Zhao is giving is giving chase. And what kind of car did Zhao have? A Jaguar. A Jaguar, yes, uh, with a Gatling gun. Yeah, of, of course. Yo, Sal this also <laughs> has a fucking gadget car. That's that's you know pimp to the nines, basically. But like, but but why? But exactly. Why, why would he yes. have that? Why would he have that? That's what, a great question. Why does his car have thermal Im- imaging or what? missiles or missiles or a in the fucking front of it? Mounted machine gun on the back or any other or like a fucking like demolition fork in the that pops out of the front of it yes why does how why does he have this car where did he get it from <laughs> i don't know how is it in iceland uh also here's here's a, oh more slow-mo yeah. Great. um they do better they handle car driving in snow covered areas better in the last fast and the furious movie than this does like significantly well which is funny because like i said the driving was done for real, like the like the parts yeah, where no, they were driving cool. on the lake. Like I'm just saying, the legit. chase looks like shit. Oh no, the chase does look like shit because they're using all these ridiculously wide, like 
angle shots basically so they can show both cars at the same time but there's so there is so much bullshit in this there is so much absolute bullshit like james bond like uses his e-brake so he could spin the front of the car around so he could shoot missiles at zal but zal also shoots missiles so the missiles hit each other in the air simultaneously and yeah, they just because, blow up before they get to the car because the because the pinpoint accuracy of those two missiles right. hitting each other they, they hit yeah. exact they are completely in line with yeah they're yes. totally parallel so, and yeah even though james bond has like four that are lying this way and Zhao has like eight, four on each side, right? And they're just and they're random. So like, <laughs> but somehow they lined up. I mean, I don't know. It's just science. So bon, at, at some point, Bond's car also gets flipped over, and of course, he flips it back, narrowly avoiding a missile by popping the passenger ejector seat because that's gonna that's popping the ejector seat is gonna eject with such force <laughs> that it's gonna flip the entire car back over. Yes, that makes sense. That's so stupid. I. Good, good, good thing the guy that got popped out of the seat in Goldfinger didn't get fucking launched into space <laughs> when that movie happened. Not only does he do it, not only does he do it, and, and it and it's dumb, but I kind of thought it was cool. Like it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous because he he pops the ejector seat upside down. He opens the moonroof, pops the ejector seat. Car flips back over, which no. If anything, it would have just bounced up and then back down, and you would have died. Um, but it flips back over, and he just like just very slick, just like closes the moonroof and just keeps driving. <laughs> like no big deal, guys. Uh, I'll I'll wait for the next thing that Zal tries to kill me with. So they try to um, they they eventually are back in the ice palace, and the ice palace is melting now. I forget why, but um, because I, because like like. So Jinx is trapped in there. I guess yeah. no one else is in the ice palace at this point. Right, right. And he literally like shoots, like fires the Icarus laser at the down ice onto it to start melting it. Essentially, yeah. Well, uh, why don't they just put a bullet into Jinx's head? I, I, I mean, like, I and look, and look. Part of me is like, you know, that's just the way these movies are. So normally I would give it a pass, but Except I really you already don't... tried to kill her once, right? Successfully by not putting a bullet in her head, right? So just how many times are you gonna just all right, all right, whatever. You get one in the in these types of movies, right? And and that's it, man. Um, you can't get captured again and again and again and keep getting away. I'm sorry, uh, you just can't. The ice palace is melting. Um, the two cars are driving around. Eventually, by the way, great hotel design that you that your hotel is literally. A spiraling ramp, essentially, like that, like all the <laughs> yeah. seems seems like a bad idea in an ice palace to have like, like a ramp, basically that people have to walk on. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> or the coolest idea. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I what I don't understand in this is that there's a point where James Bond, James Bond, in his Aston Martin. Is cornered, right? right? He, has, he, he's, he's, he has to. He's forced to stop and and turn his car so that he is he is his facing sideways to Zhao. Right, Zhao in his Jaguar has the capability to T-bone him. Yes, so with, with like a forklift, then basically that pops uh, out. Right, a forklift a that pops out ram. that pops out of the missile slot. Well, just in I mean, his just, car, just just in case you have to murder someone's car from the side. That, that's why that's in there. Or in case you have to haul pallets somewhere. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. You never thing. know what happens in right. that career. <laughs> so so Bond is. Oh, I guess I see what happens now. Bond is trapped. Right, Zhao's coming. Bond hits the adaptive camouflage. Zhao drives and he falls off the cliff. 
Yes. But I guess because he hit the adaptive camouflage, Zhao couldn't see that Bond, Bond moved, moved out of the way. his car. Yes. Right. And he also used some like special traction. Well, because because, like, because if he wall. hadn't done that, in theory, I guess if once he reversed onto that little like hill that he backed up onto, Zhao would have stopped. Yeah, no, he wouldn't have. He'd have just but, T-boned the shit out of him up against a but wall. But wouldn't you stop anyway? If right. you if the car went invisible, you're like, oh shit! Like I better stop because I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna hit him or not. So right, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It, it serves just to get Zal's car into like the water, the into water. the water. James Bond, crack shot, dead eye. James Bond uh, is uh, he sees a chandelier and he take one shot, bam, shoots the <laughs> shoots the uh, shoots the. Uh, uh, rubber band apparently that's yeah. <laughs> that's holding the that's holding the chandelier because a bullet was able to pierce it, and and he ki- and the chandelier falls on uh, Zhao, uh, killing him. Um, and then he rescues. Then he rescues Jinx, Jinx um, for from reason. the water because black people can't swim, so she was doomed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's three feet of water. I can't. Get out of here. <laughs> By the way, he revives her even though she was under what arguably would be like frozen tundra water right, for, for several minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Holly Mary would her character would be even more brain dead than she would be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bond and uh, Jinx pursue Graves and Frost to uh, the uh, Korean Peninsula and stow away on on uh, Graves' cargo plane. Uh, this is after they have. Oh, well, yeah. So, oh, so it's MI6, right, and MI6, the, the NSA, NSA and, and Michael Madsen's here. He's, he's playing terrible. Thank you. Thank you. He's terrible. <laughs> Thank you. I don't like Michael Madsen at all, guys. No, I do. Not in this. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't really know what I'm doing here, guys. Like, uh, like his lines didn't make any sense. He's well, you see, even, even though he's a great government agent, I'm still a pretty cool guy. In case you didn't know, I mean, all, <laughs> all I know how to do is act in Quentin Tarantino movies, and I just apply that same character in literally every movie that I'm in. Just get your house in order or we'll get it in order for you. You know, you know I'll cut your ear off or some, something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But This is also where Graves unfolds I mean, unfolds those are solid impressions, his, by the way. <laughs> this is also where Graves unfolds his plan um, to use the Icarus to destroy all of the mines in the demilitarized zone to give the North Korean army a throughway to invade South Korea. Now, why don't they just have a bunch of hovercrafts or whatever? Well, that just too. fly them, just use them. Here, or, 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 build a couple of planes and just fly over it. <laughs> here's, here's my question. Or surfing to fucking North, South Korea in an because age, we've right, already established that they can surf and do it. In an age, and again, this this movie establishes itself as taking place in 2002. <sighs> countries have nuclear armaments at this point. North Korea doesn't, but other countries have nu- nuclear armaments at this point. I feel like a ground invasion of South Korea might be Not a, a little short-sighted, <laughs> which the movie does address, yeah, like, actually. Yeah, one which... of the characters <laughs> say, what about the Americans and their nuclear warheads? Don't nuke the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're right. <laughs> uh, this is a stupid, stupid idea. Here, here, here's a better idea. Hey, we've got this giant, we've got this giant sun laser. Why don't you just aim it at fucking Seoul? Or aim it at America to destroy their nuclear weapons 
first, then <laughs> drive into South Korea. You don't do. You don't. Hey, here's our weapon. We're gonna use it eventually. You better look out. And then, like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Take out all the well, fucking and also, hit NORAD. And, and, and first. again, he he demonstrates this. Like he starts running the laser across the militarized zone. Like at this point, I have to presume like he's just showing them the technology. The North Korean army is not primed to invade at that point. Again, I would think that the international community <laughs> would see this happening and, and like, be no. like, this is a problem. We need to do something about Let's it. Let's bomb North Korea. Right. <laughs> they have nothing but a laser gun. Right. As, as, soon as, as soon as it crosses the 38th parallel, guess what? You've now declared war <laughs> on South Korea and you're going to die yeah. at this point. I, I don't – the technology here is – is fine, I suppose. <laughs> the logic of using said technology is very faulty. So, very, very faulty. Uh, Graves eventually reveals to his father that uh, he's more than meets the eye. He's a white man. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, a white. The saddest fucking revelation of all time. I'm a white guy now, and he reveals his plan, like you said. And the dad is like, but what about the nuclear weapons that the United States has? Like, I don't want to go to war with them. And and apparently, uh, General Moon, the only right-thinking military operator in all of North <laughs> Korea. By right, right. He's like, <laughs> because, again, I'd have to imagine that if Kim Jong-il, who it would have been at the time, was on that plane, he'd been like, fuck yeah, let's, let's fucking do this. Do it. Let's make it happen. I'm a god, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Launch the Icarus. Like, dude, that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Give me my conflict diamonds. I want to be a white man. Like, wait, what? <laughs> By the way, Patton Oswalt is the white version of Kim Jong-il. That is what happened. He got gene therapy and became a stand-up comic in the United States. <laughs> Um, Gustav Graves, decked out in his power glove and virtual reality headset, uh, is talking to his Korean father in English uh, about the, <laughs> about the plan. Around but, 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 but like I said, when, when they're talking about the whole, like, like he'll, it'll clear the minefield and be like, what about nuclear weapons? Like, it'll swap them out of the sky. I love how the other Korean, like, colonels behind him are just like, smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to fuck them up. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Um, the dad is like, yo, this is crazy, yo, like, uh, like, hey, M. Bison, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you look like a fool. And he looks like a Street Fighter character in he this does. Yeah, with this outfit, he sure does. And, uh, they, it's something, it's weird because they do like a close-up of his face while he's got that headset on, <laughs> but it's like magnified just a little bit. <laughs> so you see his big fucking eye just kind of sitting there out of place. I, I, also, I also like how the guidance system on the wrist <laughs> thing is like the big Logitech like mouse it's ball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Um and and uh, <laughs> Gustav Graves murders his dad because he's like well because well, his dad pulls a gun out and is like no he's like I'm he's not like, doing this I'm going to kill you and he's like but I'm your son he's like yeah you died yeah. you died 14 months ago my like, son died 14 yeah. months ago well, in a traffic hoverboard accident or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you're just some crazy white man and I who sounds British so fuck you um so yeah then he electrocutes him. Um, well, no, he shoots him. He let he lets oh, right. him to he disarm him, and then he shoots him. Yeah, because, and you know he shoots him because you get like the slow motion, like pow, 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 <laughs> and then well, and they're hugging, and you're like, who's got shot? Well, I don't know, I don't know, because they've never used that technique in a movie <laughs> ever. Oh, it was his dad. I knew it was his dad. And again, the the loyal North Korean people, whatever. 
Like That's he, fine. He just he just killed this high ranking general. Fine. Yeah, they're like stormtroopers. All right, well, all right, whatever. Well, you're the alpha now. You got the juice now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is really, it is really quite funny. Like he, this is this is a scene out of a Final Fantasy video game. This is like the Shinra Corporation has mm-hmm. decided to take over, and it's like we have an airplane, and I will run it. No, while this, only wearing this, this, this suit. is this is literally a scene from Final Fantasy game because, like, we referenced six earlier. Like, there's a scene in the middle of Final Fantasy six where the Emperor, the guy that's in charge, yeah. is like, "No, Kefka, you're taking this shit too far. Like, we can't do this." And Kefka's like, "Eh, fuck you. You're impeding progress. You're gonna die now. Yeah, I'm gonna throw you off this floating island and kill you." <laughs> All right. This movie is nothing. It, this movie is nothing but a Final Fantasy six. Mm-hmm. Man, I really wanted a Final Fantasy six movie too, and then you this got one, it. This you is die the, another day. This is be the closest thing. Be careful thing. what you wish for. Right. <laughs> um, Bond attempts to shoot Graves, but he is prevented by one of his soldiers on board. In the struggle, a gunshot pierces the fuselage, causing the plane to depressurize and descend. Bond engages everybody Graves. but Graves and Bond gets sucked out of the plane when this happens. By the How can uh, well you know <laughs> their, their names aren't on the marquee? It's true. <laughs> all, all the Korean other dudes go. The the little mad scientist that made the Icarus yeah gone. Um yeah he had to go. So they're in a fist fight, and then we see that uh, Frost gets the upper hand on Jinx, who Jinx is trying to bring this thing out of a dive. And Frost mm. gets the upper hand and doesn't kill her. Um, well, she wants to fight her to to prove her to prove her uh, superiority why, in combat. Why is Miranda Frost wearing a see through bra? Like <laughs> as a as she, an she was work, she was working out. She was working out, and then Bond and Jinx had to come and wreck everything. I mean, I'm not I mad guess. about it. I just I feel like this is not a practical. We've got to fight to the death right, on, sword, a, a, on a practical sword fighting outfit. Yes. Right. Like, okay. Sure. Meanwhile, the uh, Hammer of Dawn is going haywire and is just shooting up everything mm-hmm. while Graves and and Bond fight and while Jinx and Frost fight. And um, Hold. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't get Gustav Graves' look out of my head, and I realize who he looks like. Mm. What is the video game? It was like not Marvel versus Cap. It must it must have been a Marvel versus Capcom game. There was uh, one of the like weird Capcom characters who's like a robot sort of torso. There was like the baby in the like thing, like in a robot or Tron something. Bond? Huh? Tron Bond? Is that what you, like a like a like a? That's who you're talking about, yeah. Right. What? And there was another guy like in white that had like he was like a cool dude with like a robotic top or whatever and he had like he could like shoot flames or something i think he might be talking about Jin. okay maybe what game is Jin from uh just do marvelous capcom Jin. um while you do that so i want to talk about this uh miranda frost jinx fight they're fighting and um i I, now i gotta say going going into this i really hope because it is two women fighting so i really hope that at the end of the fight that somebody calls one of the other ones a bitch i, 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 so I, hope, that gets, I hope that gets in there i mean why would it i'm not? pretty sure in hollywood you're contractually obligated to uh to have that whenever whenever there's a whenever there's a lady fight going on between one of them has to call the other one a bitch at this, some point this is this fight is 
horrendous. ridiculous because Halle Berry can't like pantomime fight, but then she's doing flips and shit, right? <laughs> so and it's do very not, not it's want. it's like watching somebody like fight like whirlwind style <laughs> and then do some like ninja guiding shit to fucking get out of the way to reposition themselves to do more whirlwind shit. Like the 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 jump between the stunt performer and the actress is so vastly different that is very jarring. And we get one more quip uh where is where Miranda's like I can read your every move yeah. and Halle Berry is like Read this, and and she takes a book and it puts a knife in front of the book. Well, no, so so, so, so the is a copy of the art of uh, an abridged copy of the art of war. By the way, yeah, that was no a very thin I, book. Thought, I thought it was a passport. Right, I, 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 think, <laughs> I think that was just the very fancily bounded ver like a Cliff Notes version of the art of war. Basically. Right, yeah, man. Know but, your enemy. All right, that's yeah. It. So, some somehow a dagger got stuck into that during the fight, and it happened to be on the floor. Yes, oh, that she, okay. and she picked it up. And is that for PG thirteen purposes? Because I, yes, you can't so. have so you can't yeah. stab someone in the stomach without uh, just just straight up. But so yeah, she, 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 she well, she blocks with her sword. She blocks a overhead strike from Rana, and then turns around with her left hand and stabs her with the art of war dagger, basically, and yeah. then kicks it. And she's like, into her gut, "Read basically. this," and then she kicks it. She's like, "Bitch." I'm black. I don't know if you knew. I was black. <laughs> like, all right. All right, Alec. We got it. We and, get, and then, we by the way, it. like, the, the other great part about that scene is after she kills Frost, she just kind of chills out in the dojo. She isn't going to look for Bond. Like, like one would assume <laughs> that you would either go look for Bond or that you would resume control of the plane. But she does neither. She just kind of chills out and waits for Bond to come to her. She's just like she's tired. Fuck I guess. I mean, all that quipping. <laughs> no, she's a bat. She's just black American princess. She's like, all right, what took you so long? Right. I got a British man. Calm down. Um, Graves gets the upper hand in uh, in the fight with Bond, and he's like, oh look, two parachutes. Oopsie. I kind of like. That. Look, it was funny, lie. man. It's a, it's a dickish thing. It it's was, very look. It's a very it's James very Bond appropriate. Film. It's very appropriate to his character that they've established. Hey, look, it's one of the smart things that pe- that a villain does in a film, right? Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's, but uh, Gustav Graves puts the parachute on. Bond, uh, there's a big hole in the plane, and Bond pulls Graves' chute. The um, the chute opens up. He flies out. He's hanging on. Uh, Graves is hanging on to the side of the plane, and then James Bond says, "Like it's time for you to learn the lesson of gravity." Or well, some no, shit. so so right right before Graves is about to kill Bond, he says, "Time to face destiny," and then yeah. Bond pulls the cord, and he says, "Time to face gravity," which. Not true because he's going to get sucked up into the turbine of the plane. That has nothing to do with yeah, gravity. Yeah, it's nothing to do with gravity, guys. Uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> that's that's more like physics, right? Like the wind Just is wind, is, right? <laughs> um, like you said, he gets uh, sucked into the turbine. Someone, that's... someone, tell me how Bond is able. So, like his defense mechanism, the electroshock thing on the suit is used to kill other people. Why, when he's hanging on the side of the plane and Bond arms the system, does it shock him? It makes no that sense. That doesn't make no, sense at all. It doesn't. Wait. Ah, oh, why is there a button that does that? <laughs> Shit. Probably shouldn't have 
had that one installed. Why is there a button that does that right in the center of my chest? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> oh, fuck. You got me. Like, like, am I to believe that, like, it's because he's holding onto the side of the plane and the electricity transfers to the side of the plane, but because he's holding it, it transfers. Like, I. Stop. Don't yeah, do it, yeah. It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Bond. Bond. Um, Goes to the dojo. He finds uh, Miranda Frost there, uh, dead, laid out. And all of a sudden, you hear Jinx say, um, I think I broke her heart because he, she stabbed her in, in the, the stomach. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, all right. All right. Uh, it's just. just... I, I stabbed her in the stomach, but I broke her heart. And of course, Bond does the stupid thing that Bond always does, where even a woman who wronged him, even though like because he slept with her, he right. still like mourns over her. He still her has to mourn over her for seconds. a second. And I never understand that. I'm like, is it because like it was good sex, or because you had some sort like of like she was an MI6 agent, uh, right? And no, it's because he can never sleep with her again. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that's got to be it, right? He's just like. Really wanted a little bit of that frost. <laughs> Gotta tell you. Gotta tell you. <laughs> um, Jenks says, looks like we're going down together. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Like, they don't even make sense, guys. I like, mean, I'd be like, eh, we got time. <laughs> I mean, I get it, right? Going Sorry, down on Sorry, right, because James Bond can jumpstart a helicopter that's sitting, that's in free fall, apparently. That's not a thing, guys. <laughs> you would die a horrible death. Yes. No. Like, I'm sorry. In in the world of... I don't know a lot about helicopters, but I'm pretty sure falling out of a helicopter that's not started would be a bad fucking idea. Yep. <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> not really meant to do that. Um. So, yeah, miraculously, uh, the free-falling helicopter, uh, they were able to start it in mid-free-fall and uh, start it enough so that it, would, it just kind of... Gets the ground and then pops right back up. My my other favorite part of that scene, and again, this it, in the realm of stupid things, this probably gets a pass. But there's also some luxury cars that fall from the sky as well. Mm-hmm. When the helicopter, as as they knock the helicopter out, the cars land in a lake, but they land hood down. The car is intact. Like 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 the car fell literally six thousand feet out of a plane. And I guess the ground is soft enough that the car was able to get stuck in the water and the mud without damaging the car, but also firm enough that it's still standing straight up <laughs> in in the lake. Like Stonehenge. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That's I mean, if you think about it. Perfectly makes sense. Yeah. Just both, turn your brain right both off. Both of them. Yes. Both of them. There's there's two cars. Yes. And, well, that's, and how, that's how you know it's real. Because one <laughs> would be a fluke. Two is science. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... So in the back of this helicopter, there are a bunch of diamonds, and Ali Burner's like, well, at least we're going to die rich. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, I'd be like, not you. <laughs> 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 I will die, but it will be quiet. We, uh, they, they make it out, right? He levels off the helicopter, and um, we cut to, we cut to uh, MI6, and um, we see Money Penny typing up, a fake story and uh, we see James Bond come in and um, 
you know, he's he's smooth talking money penny and money penny's like, Oh yeah, like I've been waiting for this for forty years. Like come and get some of this, right? And it turns out that this is a uh hologram. A VR simulation. A VR simulation. And womp, 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 womp. It's, it's, Look, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good gag. Look, it's, it's, a, funny. it's a good gag for it's, the character. It's funny, and it was established early on, so it's like not like yeah. out of nowhere. And look, Money Penny, look, I mean, I like this Money Penny. I like mm-hmm. Samantha Bond. She was actually one of my favorites. She didn't have much to do in this movie, though. She did. Barely, yeah. yeah. Um, but I enjoyed her Money Penny very much. Uh, and um, we find out it's a simulation, and Q comes in, and he's like, you all right? And she's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that simulation, like, yeah, it's it's really hard, isn't it? She's like, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> what, what, what's hard? Like, it's <laughs> virtual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it is it that bad for Money Penny that she can't tell the difference between a real penis and a virtual penis? That and then and then cut to a very luxurious but very isolated <laughs> little like <laughs> villa. In the, I guess somewhere in the Korean Peninsula that Bond and Jinx are staying at, where they're having sex on a pile of diamonds, which I can't imagine being comfortable. would be very comfortable. <laughs> no, it's like, oh god, there's still rocks at the end of the day, guys. <laughs> so fancy, fancy rocks. We cut to that uh, villa, and she's like, she's like, like, cause they're not having sex, like they, they oh, it's true, yeah, they're, they're post coitus, yeah. And she's like, she's, what does she say? She says. No, don't take it out. Don't take it out. Don't take it out. Don't yeah. take it out. Like, uh, 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 oh, all right. This is kind of, this is rather crass, <laughs> even for someone who's, who's a whore like James Bond. Like, this is rather crass for this movie. Like, no, don't take it out. Well, you know, I, I got to pull it out sometime because I don't want to get you pregnant with all these diamonds and, and <laughs> pregnant, pregnant with all these financial possibilities. <laughs> And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, like it's it's just more of that bullshit double entendre, like. And this just felt, it like like you thought that Christmas only comes once a year was forced, yeah. like they were ramrodding this stuff <laughs> into the end of this movie, man. It was the whole movie, right? And it, this is but just, the but the end is a real icing on the cake. It's yeah, really like all right, all right, man, all right, and and then they they kiss or whatever. well, you find out that. She's not referring to his penis, obviously. She's referring to some of the many diamonds that, that, that he has in her neighbor. belly button. Yeah, like those are for some reason sort of filthy uh, conflict. Apparently, that is that is an homage to uh, what was it? The man with the golden gun. There was one. There was one of those movies where there was a bullet in a woman's navel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Brad's out. <laughs> So that is, that is what that Brad is literally <laughs> was just like no I do not accept this answer. That is what that is an homage to. Um, it was a golden bullet. <laughs> it wasn't a diamond. You can't just put someone in someone's navel and be like it's an homage to the scene of this one movie this one time. That's not how it works. Right, it's not even when, when James Bond shot that guy. That was an homage to every other Bond film where he shoots a guy. <laughs> I mean, it might have been, though. It might have been. It might have been. It's not how that works. So, yes, there you go. That is um, that is this movie, oh If We Fade God. to Black. That is this movie. So um, this movie stinks, but um, let's talk about uh, Pierce Brosnan. I, Pierce Brosnan was my first James Bond 
So as as was mine as well. Same for me. Right. So with that comes a certain amount of bias, uh, especially because I thought GoldenEye was just a blast, just a, a really good. Well, it fun was it was really good. Movie. I, he Pierce Brosnan is never bad in any of his films, even right. with all of the lunacy that happens around him. He still plays James Bond the character very well. Yeah. Yes. And and that's and that's and he has a he has a particular style where like I said I I he is the guy and I think I mentioned this in Goldeneye that handles all of the different aspects of James Bond. He's like a he's like a, a you know jack of all trades. He's a hybrid master Bond. of none basically. Yeah, he's yeah. as far Bond. as Bond goes. Yep. He like he exudes the the cool guy version of Bond. Like mm-hmm. that to me is is kind of my favorite aspect of Bond just like when it's not poorly written, no, oh, Christmas only comes once a year. You know, not those, but like there are some some fucking cool lines that he's had in past movies. Um, he exudes that very well. Well, he, he al- is far better and, than the movie, and, and he also and he also shows a lot of nuance. Like throughout his four films, there is a lot of scenes where his his facial reaction or like a like a gesture that he does is is part of the humor and 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 does it in a very subtle way. Yeah, that is that is. Kind of missing, like like definitely not. Roger Moore doesn't have that. Roger Moore is definitely the huh, huh? Yeah. like like yeah. smirk, yeah, like you know. I just made a joke, just making sure you guys know. <laughs> like like I, he's I think, doing like finger guns, like <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like Brosnan handles that well, and I I don't have any criticisms of him per se, but my lord, where are seventy five percent of his film catalog for James Bond just completely. Fail him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing with him is he didn't fail as Bond. The, the Bond movies failed him. Yes. And I, that, I, that's I the agree. thing that sucks. And and again, this goes back to the, the great what if. Like, what if Pierce Brosnan had gotten to be James Bond in The Living Daylights? Would that have raised that movie hmm. over the performance that Dalton gave? Would License to Kill have been something different than what it was? If, oh, right, because he was Brosnan doing Remington been there. Steel. Right, they, they, right. They picked him up for Remington Steel. So that's that's one of those what ifs. Um, he also was really hurt when they did not even call him to reprise the role after this movie. Which to him, I would say, did did you see <laughs> Die Another Day? Like, did you watch that film? Are you really surprised that that they want to go a different direction after all that nonsense? So, yeah, man. so he, I guess, I guess you could say he got a bit of a raw deal. He did, and he was also like, like, like Sean Connery. And to uh, to a lesser extent, George Lazenby almost like resented being James Bond to some extent. Roger Moore, of course, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, he loved it. But he, but like I said, he used that as a springboard to other things, like because he became a huge like humanitarian and stuff like that. Timothy Dalton, like James Bond, was just like a speed bump on his yeah. <laughs> on, on, on his <laughs> career resume. Brosnan, uh, I mean, that's funny because his career is kind of a speed bump. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> um, Sorry, Brosnan. Like, this is easily the best thing that Pierce Brosnan has ever done. Like, like it is yeah, it is the top true. of his IMDb. Um, he's He'll always be known for being James Bond. And he loved being James Bond. Like, it's a fucking shame that his movies were mostly garbage. Because he, he, was, he was the first guy that really embraced, like, being James Bond and, and loving the, being the character of James Bond. Like, he never resented it. He never... Like looked at it like oh man I hate being stereotyped as James Bond like he fucking loved it yeah yeah so and then like said, he he deserved he deserved better than yeah. what he got for sure absolutely Jesus absolutely um so that's it 
next uh next month uh we're gonna we're gonna go back to the beginning and uh we're going to tackle daniel craig uh, as the new james bond uh new james bond new era new uh thug bond yeah thug bond yeah, he's <laughs> thug bond. he is he doesn't really become james bond until the end of that movie yep that's he, that's true. That's, that's yeah. kind of the point of that movie, though. Yeah, he just beats the shit out of people in bathrooms for two hours. It's great. <laughs> but we but we deserve Casino Royale after you do sitting through yeah. this fucking shit show and of uh, a movie. I can't wait to watch it again. So uh, for Brad and Jay, I am Micah. This uh, was the Men with the Golden Tongues. We will return next month with Casino Royale.